Matt Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight, 933-93. It is Matt Gray Unleashed. Uh, a strange accusation yesterday that there seems to be some evidence of, I, I guess. Stormy Daniels' attorney is claiming that Donald Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen, received $500,000 in uh, cash and a payment from a Russian oligarch. How would he know that? So it was deposited into an account for a company also used uh, to pay off the adult film actress. Uh, his, the Michael Avenatti is uh, Stormy Daniels' attorney. He detailed some other transactions, too, that he said were suspicious, including deposits from drug giant Novartis, the state-run Korea Aerospace Industries, and AT&T, which confirmed that they paid Cohen's company for insights into the, the uh, Trump administration. <laughs> he, they paid him for insights? Is that what it said on the memo of the check? Insights? <laughs> I don't I don't know. What a great gig. Yeah, I'm uh I'm an insight giver. I I, I give insight into uh uh the Trump administration to various <laughs> companies. That that could also be called leaking information. Uh I don't know, insider trading? What do you what kind of insight are they getting from the president's own attorney? Strange. Really, really strange. If it's true, uh, the claims could add a new dimension to the federal investigation. NBC News has reviewed the financial documents that appear to support Avenatti's account of the transactions. After a significant investigation, uh, they say Cohen received $500,000 in the months after the election from a company controlled by a Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin. Uh, these This money may have reimbursed the $130,000 payment that Cohen made to Stormy Daniels. Avenatti, the Stormy Daniels attorney, said his investigation un- uncovered eight transactions between January and August of 2017, totaling half a million dollars. And uh, it came from an account controlled by Russian billionaire Victor Vexelberg and his cousin, Andrew and Trader. Uh, so the money was deposited into a First Republic account for essential consultants. That same company is one that Cohen created in 2016 and then used to wire the $130,000 to Daniels. And so the evidence and the companies that said, you know, that are implicated here are all saying, yeah, yeah, we did. We, we made a payment. Hmm. A little fishy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing with these court hmm. cases. When when you're discussing a particular bank account, then you have access to all of the things, <clears throat> all the transactions that are taking place. So a lot is coming out now of uh, different transactions that have been happening within said account. How dumb can you be <laughs> if you're doing something <laughs> I I, like this? Wouldn't come to light. Mm. Pretty. This could wind up to be. Pretty seriously illegal and really problematic for Cohen and the president and others. Now, uh, the, nobody is saying or uh, even accusing Trump of, of knowing about this so far. 
But you know that that's what they're going to be going after. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say that. Look, if you're going to be doing stuff uh, on the sly, I mean, you don't want to put all of your um, fishy transactions into one bank account. You you should open up a separate bank account uh, for everything that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh. and it, it's fishy. It's fishier because of the statements lately by Rudy Giuliani, who, again, is not long for the gig, I don't think. <laughs> What's the over-under? Have we, have uh, we established that yet? Uh, like, in the, like Memorial Day. Like, before or after Memorial Day? I would say... Uh, He's gone. With yeah, you. the over is the end of the month. Okay. Or the under. It doesn't which, matter. I, Let's just I, say before or I'm after I'm not a good gambler, so I don't know. So it's, <laughs> it's sometime between, I would say, Friday at the earliest. Okay. And uh, the end of this month. Oh, oh, so we're going into May. Yeah. But he's pretty high profile. I yeah. can't sway you to uh, take the uh, no. long. You cannot You cannot sway me to eat my underwear uh. if it doesn't happen in that time period. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> you've got this discovery, and you had the Giuliani thing, which is such a weird answer he gave to George Stephanopoulos about other women and payments to him. And and you said he, he, he this was a regular arrangement he had with Michael Cohen. So did Michael Cohen make payments to other women for the president? I have no knowledge of that. Uh, but I, w- I, w- I would think if it was necessary, yes. He made payments what? for the president. Or he, he conducted business for the president. Okay, so if it was necessary, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many women he uh, has on the side. But if they were threatened to come forward and uh, we wanted them to keep quiet, of course. Yeah, of course there was other women paid. Mm-hmm. It, it is so weird. <laughs> I know. And, and it seems like Giuliani thinks he's dispensing good information that's going to help the president. I don't take it that way. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't take that as, hey, that's a really cool uh, revelation. Thank you, Rudy. That really helps. That, that makes me feel a lot better about this presidency. So he's maybe paying off some other women, too, in his past. That's wonderful. <laughs> That's wonderful. And is the money coming from Russian oligarchs? Well, of course it is. If, if they gave it to us, then we're going to dispense it to keep women quiet. <laughs> it's about the only thing not said there. But let me give you some good news as far as every day, man. It has been... It has been a grab bag of uh, positive and negative with President Trump over the last few weeks. Pretty amazing. So on the one hand, you've got all this controversy with Michael Cohen and the payments and all of that. The, the stuff going on with Rudy Giuliani. On the other hand, you've got a guy who may have brought peace to the Korean Peninsula. You've got a guy who, yes, started out uh, really roughly in his dialogue with North Korea. But maybe that's exactly what was needed uh, to finally bring an end to this thing. Maybe, maybe somebody in North Korea, Kim Jong-un or somebody around him, really has some sense in their head, some common sense that, hey, uh, we can't screw around with the United States of America. We can, we can blather all the bluster we want by saying we're going to wipe them off the face of the earth and their cities are going to run with rivers of blood and all that stuff. But you know that's not going to happen, right? Yeah, and it's There's got to be a general who says that. It's been a while since uh, anyone in the world kind of felt that way about us. Yeah. Like olden times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so while they can say that all the time, and they went unchallenged by other American presidents, not this time. 
not with Donald Trump. Donald Trump threw it right back in their face, said, hey, uh, we'll destroy you in a matter of hours. <laughs> I mean, he literally said something close to that yeah. uh, in one of those tweets last year. And so maybe that, maybe somebody convinced uh, Kim Jong-un, okay, we can't, we can't keep doing this. This uh, rhetoric uh, is getting dangerous now because this guy isn't Barack Obama. So what this has led to now is the release of three Americans from North Korea prisons. Uh, Kim Dong-chul, Tony Kim, and Kim Hak-sung, who have been detained in North Korea at the Seoul Railway Station. Oh, no, that's where they met. That's where they met. But they, they were detained in North Korea for... How long were these guys there? It's, it's been a while. And uh, President Trump said that they've been released from North Korea. They're headed home. And he's going to meet them. Seems to me that... Uh, it's three o'clock this afternoon, if I if I remember right. Trump said in this tweet, I have it here somewhere. I am pl- I am pleased to inform you that Secretary of State Monk- Mike Pompeo is in the air and on his way back from North Korea with the three wonderful gentlemen that everyone is looking forward so forward to meeting. They seem to be in good health. Also, good meeting with Kim Jong Un. Date and place set. He also tweeted out, Secretary Pompeo and his guests will be landing at Andrews Air Force Base at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'll be there, be there to greet them. Exciting. So, it really is exciting. I mean, they're releasing Americans from yeah. North Korean prisons. So, Tony Kim has been there for 13 months. Okay. As a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure on Kim Hak-sung. Uh, let's see. Anyhow, but uh, get this. Kim Dong-chul uh, has been there uh, with hard labor uh, since uh, October of 2015. He's been in a hard labor camp yeah. in North Korea. so two and a half years. Three, three, almost three years. Wow. And he's in his mid-60s, Kim Dong-chul. Wow. And this so, is a huge step. Yeah, so Kim Hak-sung and Tony Kim have uh, both wow. been... Uh, Prisoners since April of 2017. And the other guy almost uh, three years. Jeez. It's hard to argue with the results. Well, you can't argue with the results. You just don't talk about it. (laughs) If you're CNN and MSNBC, you just don't talk about it. Because that certainly doesn't fit the agenda. Uh, Instead, you just focus on how dare he cancel this treaty with Iran. I mean. How dare he. We had peace on earth until yesterday afternoon. Gosh, we had the Iranians right where we want them. Mm-hmm. They were going to join the family of nations, and now he's just ruined it. <laughs> um, so we're out now because President Trump signed the order yesterday. He said he will impose the highest level of economic sanctions against Iran. Uh, defective at its core, the deal didn't bring peace and never would, he said. And he's right about that. Now, John Kerry's pissed, obviously. John Kerry's babbling about what this means. Uh, Here's what he had to say. Action to the president's announcement of a a full withdrawal from the Iran deal that that you and President Obama, um, I I believe, would would describe as one of the most significant foreign policy achievements of the Obama presidency. Well, it's not a question of it being an achievement of Obama's presidency or my tenure as secretary. It's a... It's a, an agreement by, by which the international community 
seven countries seven. entered into an agreement which right. was ratified by the Security Council of the United Nations. Which, of course, is the governing body of the United States of America, as far as I'm concerned. It was ratified by the UN Security Council. So? <laughs> so what? That's not good enough? That just shows his, his internationalness, his global, his globalist nonsense. It was ratified by the UN. And we're, of course, bound by that. Which is accepted under international law that what the president has done yeah. is unilaterally, unilaterally. a multilateral agreement that was working to prevent Iran from having a nuclear Ad weapon. Ra- Ad. And in effect, you know, it's a strange diplomacy mm-hmm. when you do the ultimatums before you've actually done the diplomacy. Mr. This Sec- administration hasn't even talked to the Iranians. Mr. Secretary, you have, though. Let me ask you about some reporting and the president's response to um, what's been reported about your involvement. Um, it's been reporting that you sat down at the United Nations with Foreign Minister Zarif to discuss ways of preserving the pact, limiting Iran's nuclear weapons program. It was the second time in two months that the two of you met. I want to ask you about the president's tweets attacking that, but I'd also like you to respond to the criticism that you were doing the same thing that you accused the Trump transition team members members of doing when when they got involved in in policy making around Israel around the time when uh, the Obama administration was behind uh, UN um, measures to to be tougher on them. Can can you just address, uh, you're being accused of of hypocrisy there, and I'd like to give you a chance to respond to all that. Thank you. At the end of the 15 minute long question, uh, I'm going to get a chance to respond. Well, there's none. There's none whatsoever. There's no no Uh, hypocrisy. None whatsoever. Until today, until this afternoon. The policy of the United States of America was to be in the Iran agreement. In fact, there's a chasm between me and any controversial uh, actions. There's a chasm uh, that uh, can't be breached. Until today, our nation uh-huh. remained one of the guiding forces within that agreement, and and only today did the policy change. So I was at whatever I said. By the way, my conversations with these people are the normal conversations. They're normal. That I assure you, every. <laughs> what does that mean? You were all dressed at the time. What do you mean? They're all normal conversations. Not, not if you're in John Conyers' office. <laughs> <laughs> These are normal conversations where we're speaking words to each other. Former Secretary of State has with leaders in other countries. We didn't do any sign language at all. It was a perfectly normal conversation. Not that doing sign language is abnormal. It's just it's just a different form of communication that we weren't doing. With people that we know as we try to educate ourselves and Make sure we're up to date on what's happening in the world. Okay, so he's just, that's just normal for a former Secretary of State to try to undermine the current administration. Now he says the deal was still in place, and it was, but he knew full well that Trump was headed toward getting us out of this agreement, this, this crappy deal that was made, and we all know it was a bad deal. And we were well on the way to ridding ourselves of it. He knows that, and yet... He's trying to undermine that policy and that movement as an unelected official. Uh, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah, and I just and nobody's going to hold him accountable for that. Seriously, nobody. I mean, this is the fundamental transformation of America. We have oh, yeah. we have people yeah, yeah. on both sides of the aisle railing that President Trump has pulled out of this deal. Oh my gosh, it wasn't that long ago when America's policy was we don't negotiate with terrorists. And now we have an American president saying, you know what, we're going to kill this stupid deal that we made with 
a lying terrorist regime and mm-hmm. people are upset? Give me a break. Part of the axis of evil. 888 Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. This is a great time of year to sell your home. Springtime is great because school's about to end. You can make that transition. Uh, get the, let the kids finish up wherever they were and then, and then start your new life in your new place. And if you uh, need to sell a home in order to start that process, there's no better way than going to Real Estate Agents I Trust. Put together a network of over 1,200 agents all over America. And these agents have been rigorously qualified by Glenn's team. Uh, what kind of experience do they have? What's their marketing plan? Uh, what kind of character do they have? And what kind of results have, get, have they gotten for their clients in the past? Because that's really important to know. And they're fans of the show. So you've got that in common. And, you know, they're going to share generally the same principles and values you have. So if you're trying to sell your house, obviously you want to you want that albatross off your neck as quickly as possible. You want to make the most money you can from it. Uh, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Talking about this uh, Iranian deal and the president getting us out of it. Uh, uh, Iran Iran's ballistic missile spending will continue, uh, according to Iranian officials. After the president got us out of the deal, <laughs> will continue. Like, that wasn't going to. I mean, of course it was going to continue. Exactly. <laughs> I think you probably misspoke there. Your actual. Your actions. <laughs> so the deal was doing no good. You were doing the ballistic missile spending anyway. Head of Iran's parliamentary committee on national security uh, said that the country is preparing to continue spending. To continue spending <laughs> on its ballistic missile program. A direct response to President Trump's decision to pull out of the deal. With America's decision, Iran's missile program will not change at all. Wait a minute, what? Wait, it was. I thought this deal <laughs> precluded you from doing that. Yeah, shouldn't you be saying we're going to pick up where we left off three years ago? Unfortunately, that's <laughs> eh, not how he put it. No. Oops. Hmm. Hmm. That tells you what a great deal it was, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. That tells you what a fantastic deal they put together. And why wasn't this deal originally done like a treaty? I mean, people like John Kerry are saying, well, I mean, it's, it's, now it's unilaterally decided. No, it was unilaterally decided when the president at the time, Barack Obama, signed the paperwork without the Senate's input. So right. that, that leaves Trump to be able to do the same thing. Ugh. It's idiotic. Could we just follow the Constitution? If we did that, there'd be a lot less problems. I'm sorry, what's that word? I don't know. Cons- not familiar. I'm going to Google it while you continue yeah. the show. Okay. Uh, and of course... Uh, Obama criticizing Trump's decision to pull out of the uh, deal. Indeed, at a time when we're all ready for di- diplomacy with North Korea to succeed, 
walking away from the JCPOA risks losing a deal that accomplishes with Iran the very outcome that we are pursuing with the North Koreans. That's why today's announcement is so misguided. Now, that's why today's announcement is so refreshing and the right decision to make because, as they just admitted, they've been doing the same thing they were doing before the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, of course, now that Jeff Flake is uh, abandoning ship and getting out of the Senate, thank goodness, good riddance, don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. Uh, But here's what he said about Trump's decision to pull out of the Iran deal. It certainly could have been a better deal, and it should have been structured differently. The Thank you. The president should have come, President Obama should have, should have come to the Senate and proposed right. it as a treaty, and we wouldn't be going through what we're going through now, and I think it would have been a much better deal. Uh-huh. But getting out but, of a deal at this stage means that Iran has already realized the benefits, the major benefits, mm-hmm. the release of funds that were frozen, uh, relief of sanctions. Uh, yet uh, now we let them off the hook with regard to their nuclear obligations. So mm. I, don't, I just don't think it's a wise move at this point. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? Because back in the year 2015, now keep in mind, I mean, Who can how remember? old were you in 2015? I don't even know. I think I, I was three. Really? Yeah, I think I was three years old. Wow. Yeah. That's a <laughs> so long time ago. I don't remember the comments made by Jeff Flake because it was way back in August of 2015. And that's where we depend on Google. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, They've got some of these ancient ancient, uh, speeches that they've kept. These old documents, these dusty things, these relics. It it happened so long ago that Uh Jeff Flake made this statement uh, on a stone tablet. Really? Yeah, he carved it into a stone tablet. And we confirmed that? Yes. Okay. Here's what he said then. While I've supported the negotiations that led to the Iran deal from the beginning, I cannot vote in support of this deal. The J- JCPOA does, does contain benefits in terms of limiting Iran's ability to produce sufficient fissile material for a nuclear program for a period of time, particularly as it's known its nuclear facilities. Uh, as it's known nuclear facilities. But these benefits are outweighed by severe limitations. That place on Congress and future administration uh, the ability not to respond to Iran's nuclear behavior in the region. While Congress has received assurances from the administration that it does not forfeit its ability to impose sanctions for the behavior on the non-nuclear side, these assurances do not square with the text of the agreement. He couldn't vote for it. (laughs) When Obama was in office and this deal was being put together, he couldn't vote for it because it was a bad deal. Now that we're getting out of it, he's all of a sudden all up in arms over, wait a minute, you can't pull out of the deal. Yeah, it's got some problems, but I'm so tired of, yeah, <laughs> the, let's not let uh, perfect get in the way of the good or whatever they keep saying. Let the good get in the way of perfect, or let's not let perfection get in the way of... Sounds like a Pat Gray bumper sticker <laughs> taking shape, actually. <laughs> uh, somebody scraped it off. Really? So, yeah, that's why I don't remember the exact phraseology, but oh. I'm so tired of hearing from people. Well, I know it's not perfect. It's got problems. We could do better. Well, just do better, then. <laughs> Can we start by getting rid of it, and then we'll work on doing better? Yeah, yeah. No, no, we got we to gotta stick with what sucks. 
and maybe it'll suck less. I don't know. I just madness. And and by the way, uh, Jeff Flake. I mean, you could step down now. I mean, I don't know why do you have to. Why do you have to wait till the end of your term? Yeah, good riddance to Jeff Flake. Uh, really surprising too, because I will never forget how we felt about him going in. He was a conservative. Then he got to Washington, and he essentially became a Democrat. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Here's what was happening in Parliament in Iran yesterday after the big announcement. Uh, this is. The whole Parliament is chanting "Death to America." Hard to dance to. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even have a drum beat there, which which does make it difficult, right? So um, maybe there's a metronome going somewhere uh-huh. in the in the hall of parliament. But death to America! Uh, you know you're a third world nation when your entire parliament starts chanting things like that. <laughs> you might even be a fourth world nation when you do that kind of stuff. Can you imagine that in Congress in Washington, our Congress standing up. And chanting death to anybody? Death to Russia! Come on. That's embarrassing. That's very embarrassing. It's it's just an embarrassment to your country. 888-933-93. So they're not happy with the agreement being uh, changed and us pulling out of it. So that tells me one thing. It tells me it was the right thing to do. Right. And then if you It was the right need- thing to do. Uh, further validation of that, uh, Barack Obama upset that we uh, pulled out of that. Tells you it's the right thing to do. I mean, that's a twofer right there. No no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, the list of the, the top websites in the world came out yesterday. Oh, wait. Okay, Jeffy's site's on there? Yeah, several of them are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what would you guess is the number one website in, in the world? I'd guess Google. You'd guess right. Okay. Google.com. What do I win? Uh, uh, 1973 Cadillac Seville door handle screw. What? Yeah, I've I've got one in my office. It that fell sucks. off somebody's old like Cadillac. Kept it for you. Uh, at number two, what would you think number two would be? Uh, since you were so good at, did you already see this list? I have not. Okay. No, because some people don't send certain information I, associated with I the program it. until the very last Except minute. I, well, I did send it. Did you get it? Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, oh boy, why do I keep hearing of that, that alphabet guy or whatever? I don't know. I don't know. What Facebook.com. Is. Oh, it's Facebook? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Since you're straining so desperately. Thank you for saving me from that torture of myself. At number three, YouTube. YouTube. I was going to say YouTube. Yep. Amazon. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to do, that one. Yahoo. 
Really? People yeah. still go to that? I can't. I couldn't believe it either. I'm like, what? <laughs> I haven't gone to Yahoo.com since about 1999. But does that count if you go to their email service? Because people opened up Yahoo accounts, you know, 20 years ago. I don't think so. I don't okay. think this includes the you know things like Gmail and okay. Yahoo okay. Mail. <clears throat> the so so that's the top five. And number six is Google, the Blaze. Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Yahoo, TheBlaze.com. Not yet. Okay. Uh, six, seven, and eight are all porn sites, which I will not mention, but they're all porn sites. So Jeffy sites. Six, seven, and eight. Hmm. Then you got eBay.com. eBay's still hang- hanging in there. I don't know anybody who goes goes on eBay anymore. You do? All the time. I guess I do know somebody who goes all on eBay. All the time. Okay. All the time? Uh, I mean... Instead of Amazon? Yeah, my instinct is to go to eBay before I go to Amazon. Really? I, I, I've been trying to shake myself of that. That's interesting. I pay for Prime. Yeah. But I just... I love... Comparing, I'm a loser. Is it cheaper on eBay than it is sometimes, Amazon? Sometimes it, it really is, yeah. Huh. And, uh, you know, you just got to find a, a user selling something and they don't understand the value of it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how quickly and completely Amazon revolutionized the world. Yeah. And the way we shop and the perception of, of uh, all of these websites, you know, eBay to me is gone. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised it's still in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, then at number 10, Wikipedia. Oh, I would have thought that'd been higher. Yeah. I mean, that's a great service. Yeah. It used to be pretty iffy. The information you got there, you couldn't necessarily take to the bank. I don't know that we've ever been burned by information on Wikipedia. No, because they, uh, they track your IP address and they will hold your feet to the fire. And, yeah, you know, and uh, right. I, I think that's great. It self-polices itself. You it know? does. It doesn't need the government involved to do that for them. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> you mean we didn't need net, net neutrality to uh, work out situations with, I don't like Wikipedia and Amazon? and Apparently not. Uh, number 11, Twitter, just outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reddit.com. Reddit is Hold number on. 12? Hold on. And maybe you don't know the answer to this. But wow. When you use apps, like uh-huh. the Twitter app or the Facebook app, does that count as well? Do we know? No I idea? don't know. Okay. I don't know. Reddit. Yeah, okay. Craigslist, still on the list. Uh-huh. Jeez. And they've had some problems, you know, because they're into some seedy, seedy stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, I've... people advertise some weird stuff on Craigslist. I wonder when this list, this is from last year. Yeah. This, okay. So yeah. the 2018 list, based on what Congress did uh, with the Craigslist personals and everything, I mm-hmm. guarantee you this Craigslist could be is lower than that. Fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instagram is up to number 14 now. Now, which of the biggies owns Instagram? I think that's Facebook, isn't it? I think. Mm. Um. Yeah. Bing.com. <laughs> I. Hate it. Never. Hate it. When they did that big relaunch where they kind of said, now we're really, now we're good. Okay. Before uh-huh. we weren't good. Yeah, now. And that's why we couldn't Ooh. compete with Google, but now we fixed mm-hmm. it and now it's good. And so I went to Bing and it's like, nope, no, you're not. I mean, <laughs> no, you're you not. You are talking to people who want more than anything to not have <laughs> to, to not use be on Google. Google. But I'm yep. sorry. They're just too good. They're too good at what they do. And, it's interesting because the website looks, if I remember correctly, exactly the same as it did when it was debuted in 1998 or whatever that was. Oh, but I love Doesn't it when it? they... It they looks exactly the same. Celebrate a Moroccan chemist's 192nd <laughs> birthday, but I not know. the birth of the savior <laughs> yes. of the universe. Right. <laughs> right. It's fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, 
Live.com. I don't even know what that is. Live, right? Live? Oh, okay. Live.com? But now see that little logo Number next 16. to it? I think that's like an email, like a Outlook and... Internet and telecom yeah. telecom email. So yeah, yeah I guess okay. email is included. In yeah, this. it looks like Outlook and Gmail both. All the way down at number 17 hmm. on the list, Netflix.com. Uh, then another adult site, <laughs> then Pinterest, and Walmart.com rounding out the top 20. Then you got a bunch of banks... You know, LinkedIn is in there at 23. The bane of all existence is LinkedIn. You start going down that rabbit hole and they will haunt you and hound you until you absolutely lose your mind. Right. Word to the wise. Because uh, I recently uh, signed up, made a little LinkedIn deal. Don't do it. No, I, I you you set up a completely separate email account. Otherwise, oh, okay. you will never see right. your regular emails. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> That's really true. Uh, ESPN.com, doing pretty well there at 25. Uh, anybody else? CNN is 28th. Hmm. PayPal. PayPal, wow. Uh, so some surprises. Fox News is clear down at 35. Uh, Major League Baseball, Hulu, hmm. Drudge is 43rd. I would have thought he was higher than that, but he beats places like the New York Times and and others. But a lot of a lot of porn in the top 50, uh, which is kind of sad. <laughs> kind of sad. I want to count but how expected. many of the top 50 are porn. Uh, well, six, seven, and eight are. Well, I'll, I'll see. And then you go to 18, so that's four. Uh, five. All right, so five. five. So five in the top 50. Okay. That's only one-tenth. <laughs> one t- one-tenth of the top 50 of our porn sites. Uh, so according to the article, it's highly likely that some of your favorite websites are these perennial, and I, th- I think you've noticed that. Um, and uh, I, it's, it's interesting to me that Google continues to dominate the Internet. Again, because they, it's not a flashy website. It's not a uh, super good looking. It's not aesthetically pleasing. It just works. <laughs> when you're searching for something, you don't have to wade through eight pages of garbage that you're not looking for to find the right thing. It's a, it's, it's a pretty amazing site. Mm-hmm. And they've stuck with that formula for 20 years now or whatever it's been. Um. This is also kind of interesting to me. Piers Morgan, ever since he left, uh, he was on MSNBC, wasn't he? Or was he on CNN? CNN. He was on CNN. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was a nightmare on CNN. We regularly played things from him that just, you know, made your eyes bleed. (laughs) Lately, though, Uh first of all, he's a big supporter of Donald Trump. He loves Trump. What is that? And now he's actually... Almost sounding like a conservative in this editorial he wrote. They had a big gala at the Met, the Metropolitan you know, Museum, the other night. I think they do this every year, and there's a different theme every year. This year's theme was, uh, was Catholicism and Christianity. And so people were showing up in giant Pope hats and crosses and wearing... You know, nothing but a cross. Of course, showing a lot of flesh. Piers Morgan was pissed off by that. His question uh, leads off the article. Why is it deemed unacceptable to wear a red Chinese dress to a prom, 
but acceptable to lampoon an entire religion at a celebrity gala. He brings up this girl from Utah that wore a uh, Chinese-looking dress to mm-hmm. her prom. It was There was nothing offensive about it. I doubt anybody in China was offended by her dress. <laughs> but, but the Twitterverse went insane. Uh, we've got some photos of the, the Met Gala. And it's, to me, uh, virtually sacrilegious. So Piers Morgan says, I was brought up Catholic. I even received not entirely successful spiritual guidance from nuns as a teenager. And I still might consider myself to be a Catholic. I know many people don't believe in any God or religion, let alone Catholicism, and I respect that. All I ask in return is for my beliefs not to be rudely disrespected. Just as I always respect others and other religions, even if I don't believe in what they represent, to me, this year's Met Gala crossed a line and was openly, brazenly disrespectful. By so doing, it confirmed itself as an organization of rank double standards because everyone knows... They'd never dare to do a an Islam theme or a Judaism theme. It's a great point. I just can't believe Piers Morgan is making it. Amazingly, for some reason, the Vatican gave permission for it to be Catholic-themed. Uh, and they provided a variety of clothes and other items, I guess, to show off okay. at the Met. Strange. Um, but, he, but Piers... Writes, there's a massive difference between seeing religious artifacts tastefully and respectfully laid out in a museum and seeing them stuck on some flesh-flaunting celebrity's head at a party. The night was entitled Heavenly Bodies, Fashion, and Catholic Imagination, and the stars and their designers threw themselves into the theme with maximum creative gusto. Rihanna came as a silver pope, complete with mitre. Uh, Jennifer Lopez came as a jewel-encrusted multicolored cross. Kim Kardashian wore a Versace gold gown with large crosses emblazoned on her hips and torso. As he writes, the same hips and torso she spent the past two weeks flashing naked online. She had two more necklace crosses perched above her bulging cleavage. Jennifer Lopez, uh, the Hadid sisters. Gigi went as a stained glass window. And Bella went with crosses and black leather. Ariana Grande came as Michelangelo's The Last Judgment fresco. Okay. Katy Perry came as a giant feathered angel. Victoria's Secret model Stella Maxwell thought it was fun to have images of the Virgin Mary all over her strapless dress. So on and on and on about the disrespect and, and the way people flaunted and mocked. And Sarah Jessica Parker even had an entire nativity seen on her head in her head headgear now as Piers points out the Met Gala would never consider an Islamic or Jewish themed night never first of all it'd be dangerous I think there'd be a fatwa and but they would just have too much respect for Islam to to do something like this that mocked the Prophet Muhammad or mock the pillars of, of their faith? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that would have just been a scene of some sort of attack. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Yeah. and But for some reason, it's fine. The cultural appropriation of Christianity is fine on these people who don't care about Catholicism or Christianity. And it's fine to, to mock this religion when they certainly wouldn't do it to anybody else. I, and I just can't believe 
it was Piers Morgan that pointed all of this out. What has happened to him? <laughs> somebody, somebody get get him an aspirin or something because <laughs> he's he's not right. That's true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Spring is in the air, and so is pollen. And then it gets into your house, and it aggravates your allergies, and it can make you sick with all the stuff going. It's not just pollen. It's the mold, the mildew, all the stuff that's been locked up in your house all winter long. Go to filterby.com and change out your filters in your HVAC system. Filterby carries over 600 filter sizes, including custom options if you need one. Then they ship them free within 24 hours. Really fast, really convenient, and affordable. Everything's manufactured right here in America, so you know it's a real quality product. They have a multitude of MERV options all the way up to hospital grade. Plus, when you just set up auto delivery, you'll never have to think about, well, when was the last time I did that? Because the filter just shows up at your, at your door, and you know it's time to change it. So save money, save time, save the hassle, and breathe better. With FilterBuy.com, that's FilterBuy.com. FilterBuy.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray unleashed. Uh, one of the biggest flops of all time uh, just happened in the last few months at, at the movie theaters, and it starred the next president of the United States, mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey. Oh wait, no. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe maybe she's not as popular as everybody thinks. Hmm. Wrinkle in Time is a pretty... Wasn't that a pretty popular book? Yes, it was. And the movie, uh, wow, did not do well at all. It lost over $100 million. It's a pretty... That's a pretty painful loss. Yeah, I mean, that's a popular book. And you think of it this way. Your audience is kind of exponential and that it's a mom, you know, would be taking their kids. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Taking more kids with more tickets. Not like it's one person or a couple, you know, going. It's it's like a, a, a whole gaggle that would be buying tickets. That's weird. And it's it's the one wrinkle in uh, Disney's whole year. Because, uh, uh, I mean, they had a tremendous year. Other than this $100 million loss. Wow. Um. Their earnings release uh, release statement was the increase in theatrical distribution results was due to the success of Black Panther in the current quarter. This increase was partially offset, though, by the performance of A Wrinkle in Time in the current <laughs> quarter. Maybe you maybe <laughs> you put out a kids movie like that in the summer. I don't know. Maybe I I don't know why it bombed. I I, I haven't seen it, so I I don't know. It just didn't look very good to me. Um, and Oprah Winfrey for me is not a draw to the box. Office. No. No. I thought you were a big Oprah fan. Oh, Oprah's in it? Oh, I've got to see that. Unless you go to the movie theater and there's keys to a car under everybody's seat. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now okay. I'll, that movie I will attend. <laughs> but uh, it's opening weekend. It made $33 million compared to Black Panther, which made $202 million in its opening. That seems like a lot. And $258 million for Avengers Infinity War. That is a lot. 
So slightly underperformed the rest of the Disney releases. Plus, it's interesting that Disney owns everything now. They just bought everything. Disney owns ABC Television. They own uh, ESPN. ESPN. Mm -hmm. They're also trying now to acquire Fox, 21st Century Fox. I mean, is there anything that they're not going to gobble up? They own Pixar, right? Yes, they own Pixar. They own they own Lucas Films. Uh huh. Star Wars stuff. They bought. Uh, did they not buy the Marvel uh, series or the Marvel Studios? I think they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they own Infinity Wars and all of these superhero movies. All Disney now. Wow. They own the Brave Spring Training Stadium too. By the way. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. No, I, did, I didn't know that, but that's really good Important information. Important fact that we Thank should you, add Keith. to the discussion. Yeah, really critical. Okay. Why don't you tweet that out? Yeah. Uh, go viral. <laughs> uh, something that people don't really know. I mean, it's pretty common. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> New York Times reported that uh, A Wrinkle in Time had a combined production and marketing budget of around $150 million, uh, while Deadline, which is a, another kind of movie website, pegged the budget... At two hundred and fifty million, so <laughs> so they lost between this is so this is a, a hundred million was just a pretty good estimate. It was between eighty six million and a hundred and eighty six million on Wrinkle in Time that Disney lost. Ooh, remember uh, John Carter in two thousand twelve? That was the last one that was so bad. Disney had to take a two hundred million write down on that movie. <laughs> but see, the fact that you can take a Jeez. $200 million loss yeah. and still own the world, yeah. congrats to you. I know. <laughs> that would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, <laughs> or you just uh, didn't have to worry about it anymore. Where you own virtually everything and something is going to make money in your empire. Uh, you can just throw a lot of stuff at the wall, and they do. Uh, but it's it's so amazing because to own the Marvel franchise... And the Lucasfilm Star Wars franchise, and all the Pixar stuff—they're pretty well uh, set for a for a good long time. Uh, eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Another piece of uh, good news for you: Hillary Clinton says she's not going to run for the president presidency ever again in her future. Wow! During an interview with uh, New Zealand journalist Hillary Berry, she announced she'll never run for president again. As we look. Ahead to the next election. Would you run again? Barry asked. No, no. But I'm going to be very active in this upcoming election in 2018 because that will be the turning point. It really will. If she's active in it, Goody. it's going to turn everybody off the Democrats. Please, oh. please be active in this 2018 oh, election. I'm ready to handicap the 2018 midterms now. <laughs> I got some exclusive information here that's going to Seriously. totally turn the tide. <laughs> and did you see that picture of her with this uh, weird... Kind yes. of bulge sticking out That's her right. I forgot to send coat. That. And so people think she has a secret back brace on now. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on with her, but she's got some health issues. I should talk. I was <laughs> <laughs> and in and out of the hospital too. But you know, I, I at least admit it. She kind of doesn't. Uh-huh. She she doesn't. Barry responded by telling Clinton that she hopes there will be another female politician running for president. Uh what would you say? And Barry asked, if there is, what would you say to her? Mm. Clinton's response, read my book. Oh, well, then I'm not going to ever know. <laughs> yeah. 
what she would say to a prospective female candidate. And you know what? Here's the other thing. I don't care what Hillary would say to a prospective (laughs) female candidate. But please, please be front and center in 2018. Hillary, I want you on every ad this fall for a Democratic candidate. Please. We insist. (laughs) More Packer Unleashed coming up. Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. So you may have heard Google has developed some very human-sounding uh, computer voices <laughs> and an interactive system where the AI can basically have a conversation with the person on the other end of the phone. It's getting scary. It's pretty amazing because we've talked about this before, the voice recognition thing. Uh, at least in my car, which is five years old now, but, um, you know, it, it was state-of-the-art at the time, but it's amazing how fast state-of-the-art is no longer state-of-the-art. It's like ancient technology. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating because if you if you try to go hands-free in the car and you press a button and you say, uh, dial mom, dial Paul. No. Dial mom. Call Paul. No! I don't even have a Paul in my list. Where are you getting the name Paul? Yeah, where is it? I don't know a Paul. Who are you trying to call? I'm trying to call mom. Trying to introduce you to the new friend there. (laughs) It's so frustrating. (laughs) But listen to this. This is a uh, customer. I don't know. Did they set this up or is this an actual customer or is it just a setup? I think think it's set up. I think it's set up too. So it's like somebody's calling and making an appointment for their daughter for for a hair appointment. And it's the Google Assistant that's actually conducting the phone call with the customer. Listen to this. So what you're going to hear is the Google Assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule the appointment for you. Let's listen. Oh. Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. So that's the Google, sure. right? One that's the assistant. Mm-hmm. Wow. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. That is incredible. I, and it's more amazing than I thought because I thought 
I thought the Google Assistant the first time I heard it was the person at the salon. No, mm-hmm. the Google Assistant is making the appointment yeah. and sounds more real than the human does. Yeah. That is amazing. Oh, well, you haven't been amazed yet then. You need to watch the other one. I, the other know. one, yeah. Because, you know, not every conversation is going to go fine. Not every conversation is going to be t- completely understood. We all know that there's a lot of different accents and sometimes you can't understand people on the phone. Uh, check out this Google Assistant call. Let's say you want to call a restaurant, but maybe it's a small restaurant which is not easily available to book online. The call actually goes a bit differently than expected. So take a listen. See how may I hear you? Hi, um, I'd like to reserve a table for Wednesday the 7th. For seven people? No. Um, it's for four people. <laughs> four people when? Um, next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Oh, actually, we leave here for like opera, like five people. For few, four people, you can come. What? How long is the wait usually to uh, be seated? For when tomorrow or weekday or? For oh. next Wednesday, uh, the seventh. Oh no, it's not too busy. You you, you can come for four people, okay? Oh, I got gotcha. you. Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. That, again, uh, what do you even say to that? Why does it feel like five years from now we're going to be watching another video that's going to blow that one away? Oh, it is. Probably next year. Yeah. The Google Assistant has a better comprehension of what's going on than the human being. I I would have been asking her to repeat herself. Yeah, me too. And I only knew what she was saying because of the text on the screen. Plus, I would have probably gotten a little irritated. What? For when I just told you the seventh. <laughs> you take that technology. <laughs> That's amazing. And put it inside one of those sex bots. Oh my gosh. Oh boy. Society. Goodbye. Wow, that's incredible. Mm. So we've gone from the frustration of, you know, dial Paul. <laughs> call them all. No, no. Oh, getting closer. Uh but and and to that in just a really short amount of time. Die. That's just absolutely incredible. Hmm. Five years ago, I don't think we could have envisioned any of this. Look at how fast. It's just exponentially building on itself. You know, it's that theory of singularity uh, that Google talks about all the time, well, where yeah. it, it just increases to the point where uh, it's going to go so fast now that we're not going to be, be able to believe it. And add that element of remember the uh, the Google Voice that that sounded just like Trump and Obama and Hillary. Oh yeah, right. I mean, you mix that in with that kind of intuitiveness. Okay, this is gonna this is gonna get bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad. Seriously, I was watching. I, I was kind of I was doing show prep and sort of listening a little bit to to Glenn and and Stu play this, and I thought, yeah, it's pretty good. But I thought the roles were reversed. <laughs> And so it's so much more incredible when you know they're the ones making the call, trying mm-hmm. to set up the service. Yeah, what prompts that to happen? Like, what prompts them to make that call? Do you just do you have to type in, you know, make an appointment at, you know? I would bet, you know, you go to uh, Google Home and say, hey, uh, make, a make a hair appointment for Lisa. Uh, be as close to 12 as you can get. And then it calls and does it. Right? Uh-huh. At, uh, 
This doesn't end well. Scarily, it also could cost jobs because couldn't that be your secretary? Mm-hmm. That that could replace a lot of secretarial jobs, administrative jobs. And they keep saying, people like um, Elon Musk keep saying, it, it's going to cut the workforce in half by 2030, I think he says. Uh, and And then you see things like this and... Yeah, you can kind of imagine where that that might happen that quickly. Really astounding. Wow. 888-933-93. A uh, Pablo Picasso painting of a nude teenage girl with flowers. She's holding flowers, so that makes it okay, because now it's art. Where are the flowers? Okay, it would have just been disgusting if some old man would have painted a naked girl who's standing there for him. But then he adds the flowers, and so that, that makes it art now. But I still want to know where the flowers are. <laughs> there, she's kind of holding them. What? Is it this one? Them. No, it's what? not that one. Oh, okay. Do we, do we have the Picasso? Probably don't have it uh, to display. But it just sold at a Christie's auction for $115 million. Say what? And it's not. Here's the thing. It sucks. <laughs> I don't think it's even a well, good... Oh, that's yeah, it. Right G- generally, art is that does a good suck. depiction of a human being? <laughs> no, no. I, I think my twelve-year-old son could have done that. That's what I was saying. Come on, I man. have a daughter and a son who are really good artists. They could absolutely paint better than that. But you don't even have to be a pretty good artist for that one. You don't. That, that's you terrible. Really don't. It, it's terrible. He painted it in 1905 and sold it to a friend for thirty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thirty dollars. I just painted a picture of a teenage girl in flowers. Thirty bucks, <laughs> and, and it just sold for a hundred and fifteen million. Man, oh man! Make it stop. That's got to make him spin like a lathe in his grave, doesn't it? <laughs> Who gets that money? If only I could have lived another hundred or so years. Mm-hmm. I well, whoever owns it, which now is uh, the Rockefellers. A couple of the Rockefellers owned it. Oh, it sounds like a conspiracy to me. When uh, apparently Gertrude Stein once purchased it, the writer and collector who was friends with Picasso, um, and then the Stein estate came up for sale in 1968, and the Rockefellers formed a syndicate of museum and of art trustees to buy it. Uh, the estate was worth six point eight million at the time, and so they bought it. and And that young girl, I guess, is the name of the painting. That was part oh, of creative. the estate. Yeah, young girl. Yeah, so I'm gonna Woo. call it young girl. Uh, and I'm gonna take about thirty seconds. There it is. There's a young girl naked uh, with flowers. Forty bucks. I'll give you thirty. <laughs> Deal. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Stop. I don't get the art thing though. I, I, I hate don't. Art. I don't pretend to. Nope. And I think everybody can sense that I'm not a big art guy. Really? How are they yeah, picking up I, on that? I don't know. And then there's that splatter thing, too, that's even worse than this. I, 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 anybody can just throw paint on a canvas and call it art. My daughter tells me, no, there's a, there's a, there's a secret to it. What's the secret? You just splash a bunch of colors on the canvas and you sell it for $4 million. And what's it called? Splat art? Splat. What is it called? Splart. Splart? I don't know. Okay. I don't know what it's Actually, called. Actually, that's kind of cool. It's called uh, I just Abstract. Name. Ab- I th- yes, okay. It's Got Abstract. It. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a that's a communist goal, man. You know, it's 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 
meaningless yes. art and call it wonderful masterpieces and stuff. Yes. That's your abstract art. I mean, there isn't a college campus, and I, I'm just speaking for the University of Nebraska, where I had to walk around, you know, for four years and see this crap art and all these <laughs> green spaces clogging up the scenery. It's like, give me a break. I'm sorry. You don't throw a, a couple of uh, pieces of iron there in the middle of the field and call it some fancy name and say, oh, no, this is a masterpiece. Screw you. It's a pile of garbage. It should be in a landfill. And it just makes me, every time I'd walk by him, I would think of those communist goals for America. Yeah. Promote meaningless art. Right. Continue discrediting American culture. This is one of the 45 communist goals. Continue discrediting American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. An American communist cell was told to eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings, substitute shapeless, awkward, meaningless forms. Tell me that hasn't been done. <laughs> of course it's been done. And somehow, now you can do that, of course, but then somehow you got to get the people to say, oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And we, the lemmings we are, yeah, caved into it because we were told, yeah, this is really good. Yeah. Wait, it's red splotches and yellow splotches. Well, and why? If, why is that? Yo, you just don't know art. Yeah, if you, you disagree you with understand. that, then you are uncultured. You're a you don't understand the, the existential nature of this painting. No, I don't. Uh, oh, it's some guy who I was, wouldn't give you know, fifty cents for it. He was three beers deep, and he started flinging paint onto a canvas, and just took it down to the art shop, and they said, "Oh my gosh, this is great." So, so communist goal number 22 was continue to discredit American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression. Number 23 is control art critics and directors of art <laughs> museums. Our plan is to promote ugliness, repulsive, meaningless art. It's interesting that that would be important hmm. to do to bring down America. It, but, it, I mean, it, it apparently was, and it apparently is working. It's incredible. Uh, 888-933-93. I'll give you some art. It's it, that and that's lip balm in a shotgun shell. That is cool art. Bomb shot lip balm. Love, Look at that. Love this. Stuff. Now we're talking art. Mm-hmm. Wayne is the founder of Bomb Shot Lip Balm. He had a real tough time. He kept getting sunburned on his lips and uh, to the point where it eventually wound up in cancer and he had to have his lip removed. Um, you can't tell now, fortunately. But he protects his lips now with something he came up with on his own. In 2010, he got so fed up with the gooey mess that would be in the in his pocket at the end of the day with the inferior lip balm that he created this. And it really worked well for him. And his wife kept saying, you should sell this. Finally, he listened to her. You fast forward to today, and Bomb Shot Lip Balm is in over 3,000 stores nationwide. His product's 100% American-made. And... Right now, he's offering a really great special for Blaze listeners only. Just go to balmshot.com. That's B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Use the promo code PAT. And then when you purchase their six-pack, six different varieties, you get a seventh tube for free. So you buy six, you get seven, plus there's free shipping too. Balmshot.com. Promo code PAT. B-A-L-M-S-H-O-T.com. Balmshot.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here with us. 888-900-3393. Oh, on Friday, we've got a fun show uh, planned. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blaze got talent. <laughs> we, want to, we want to hear your talent on Friday, whatever it is. If it's impressions that you do, uh, you play the guitar for us over the phone or a piano. Uh, you tell jokes. You've got a stand-up <laughs> comedy routine. <laughs> whatever it is. Uh we want to hear about it on on Friday. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Going to get back to this. Every time I see the communist goals list, mm-hmm. I, I I'm just astounded. Uh, so we need to go over that a little bit again because we were just talking about the art situation. Um, and then before that, though, we were talking about the the Google Assistant and how amazing that technology is. Um. So Don in uh, Nebraska. Has an explanation. Explanation. Uh, uh, Dan in Nebraska has an explanation about how uh, Google's going to use this assistant tech. Go ahead, oh, Dan. Hey, taking my call. Mm-hmm. I I was in Chicago and, and there's a restaurant in Chicago and I don't know if I can say the name or not, but so I I won't tell you guys. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Uh, with you me. can actually. I, I believe it was called Portellos, and it's a great restaurant in, in uh, Illinois. Just fantastic okay. food, but. You can jump on your iPhone and then call, and then they have a, a uh, I don't know if it's Google, but they have a system in their restaurant to where you don't talk to anybody. Uh, your phone will set up the appointment to this computer, and uh, pretty much just like what you guys are listening to, but you can also order from the menu, so you can actually have your appointment set, order from the menu, and have it ready for you without even talking to anybody. <laughs> and that is a, wow. that's a service that the restaurant has. Wow. So you you can set your reservation, and you can tell them what you want, and when you get there right. at, say, 7 o'clock at night, your dinner is brought out to you already? And you've never talked to anybody. Oh, that's yes. amazing. Yes. I love that. <laughs> And that's already You've been. Never even talked to anybody. It's already been implemented at this restaurant. At at Portillo's, yep, in in Chicago. Yep, that yep, yep. that's really cool. Wow. And I, I don't know how they. I don't know how wow. they. What the interface is. I don't know how it does that. I have no idea. Yeah. But you don't talk to anybody. N- nobody. That's exactly just, the way I like <laughs> it. I mean, he keeps <laughs> emphasizing the best part. You don't <laughs> interact with anybody. You are speaking my language. Yeah. Reach it. Uh, thanks, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> for me, Keith, for Stu, uh, we don't want to talk to anybody. Just man. bring me my food. <laughs> uh, Jeffy, though? Oh, that takes all the fun out of me. Yeah, because he's got to bother everybody. I got to talk over. to somebody. I talk to him. Yeah, well, you can talk. You just talk to people. <laughs> I just like talking to people. Yeah, that's not the point. The point is people don't want to talk to you. So please take that into account next time, Jeffy. Uh, and I've talked about the fact that I, I, don't, I don't like that small talk between... Nope. The grocery store checkout clerk either. Like, oh, you're having a big party with all this uh, ice cream? No, I'm just a fat slob. Who's going to eat all this ice cream? Leave me alone. Right, back off. It's none of your business what I'm doing. Shut up and ring me up. I I thought you were going to (laughs) say, I don't like the small talk of the uh, waiter or waitress. I don't like that either, frankly. Okay, here's the thing, okay? I don't want to engage in this small talk with you, all right? And then then you know my life story, okay? If all goes according to your Uh plan, but you can't get the steak cooked correctly. 
right? But yet now you know the names of my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is mostly Carrie that is revealing all of this information. Yes. But it's like, I just want you to get the order right. Like, that's literally all I'm asking for. Uh-huh. I didn't come here. I didn't think, hey, hey, Carrie, let's make plans. Let's go out to dinner so that we can meet somebody that works at this restaurant and just have a small talk conversation with them. There's such a uh, oh. push right now of friendliness in in stores, at least in Texas, and I hate it. You walk in the store, and they want to have a conversation with you mm-hmm. the second you're in. There's a new, I don't know, is it Walgreens or CVS? One of the two. And you walk into that place, hmm. and it's like, hey, sir, how's your day? Oh, gosh. Uh, leave me alone. <laughs> None of your business, okay? <laughs> I'm just here uh, to pick up some shaving cream. Yeah. Leave me all. All I want to do is swipe my card and get out the door. You having a good day so far? I'm not going to talk to you about my day, mm-hmm. okay? I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm going to pay a therapist for that, okay? How are you feeling today? Are you having a good day? How's your day been? What are you going to do this weekend? It's none of your business! I mean, are we just bad people? I think so, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we probably I, I, are. I can go there, too. Uh, I think we're bad but people. But it's like... We're just antisocial. Antisocial. Yeah. Um, uh, and I've you done guys- all the talking I want to do. Here, yeah, right. Well, let me tell three you about my day. A day. Every day, I've been talking nonstop for three hours. What have you right. been doing? Oh, right. So, so hold on. Um, you guys, you and Jeffy, used to uh, in the past. I've pointed out how it's so disingenuous. I'm tired of hearing. I, I love Chick Fil A. Love the food. The people are nice. They're, that's great. That's great. I don't want to hear my pleasure fourteen thousand times in a thirty minute span of being there. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's just it has become so overused that it's like all right i know you're required and you don't you don't have to do they but require now, him to say that's my pleasure i think I, they must but now everyone is doing that nobody like says said. that in real life so don't say it at the restaurant yeah nobody says my pleasure now, come on is it really in 1922 maybe we said that yeah. we don't say that you yeah, grab polynesian sauce when, when i say thank you you can say sure or you're welcome thank you i don't need to hear your pleasure pretty simple I, it's, uh, it's stupid it's stupid <laughs> It's Again, we're just bad people. We're just well, bad yeah, totally. antisocial people. Yep, absolutely. Who talk all day for a living and then don't <laughs> want to talk to people outside of this place. <laughs> that being said, 888-900-3393 if you'd like to be a well, part of this. Well, this is the yeah. time to talk. Exactly. This is the time. Not at CVS. Right. Not this in is, line at Walmart. This is our talk time, but even on the phone. And we've done this on uh, Caller Etiquette. There's no need to ask, <laughs> how are you doing? How's your day? Because I'm doing the same as I was before. <laughs> and and you don't really care, which is yeah. why when people ask that question, uh, and I say fine, they'd say don't really care because mm-hmm. I've made it known that that's unnecessary small talk. <laughs> Get to the point, and we'll talk about it. Hey guys, how you doing? Well, you uh, want to know the truth? I'm really struggling yeah. right now. I got some really. Are bad you really concerned, or are you just making small talk? <laughs> and in every single case, people are just making small talk. Now we can skip that and just get right to the heart of the matter. All right. Uh, and here is the heart of the matter. Uh-huh. As we were looking at the art goals, the goals of the communists, uh, th- this, all these goals, by the way, were entered into the congressional record in 1963. Mm-hmm. So Congress believed it. American intelligence believed all this. Th- it's not just something made up. There's 45 of these goals, and they've accomplished so many of them, virtually all of them, frankly. Um, but we were just talking about how they wanted to discredit American culture by degrading all forms of artistic expression and control art critics and directors of art museums. Uh, I think they've certainly done that. Uh-huh. Uh, listen to this goal. Infil- infiltrate the press. Get control of book review assignments, editorial writing, policy-making positions. 
Tell me that hasn't been done. Gain, gain control of key positions in radio, TV, and motion pictures. <laughs> uh, use student riots to foment public protests against programs or organizations which are under communist attack. Gain control of all student newspapers. Get control of the schools. Use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda. Ha! Soften the <laughs> curriculum. Get control of teachers' unions. Mm. Put the party line in textbooks. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, number 15. Capture one or both of the political parties in the United States of America. Tell me that hasn't been done. Are you serious? The Democrat Party, and we've talked about this multiple times, the Democrat Party is essentially the Communist Party USA now. The platform uh, of the Democrats and the platform from communists, virtually indistinguishable. It's the same thing. It's just the same thing. I mean, they've done interviews, man on the street interviews, right? Yes, where, they have. Where, where people can't tell the difference between the Communist Manifesto mm-hmm. and the Democratic Party platform. Yep, absolutely. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. We got to get to Garen and uh, and Rick. We'll do that in a second. Hang on, but we've got. We also have uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy coming up next. We will uh, do that as well, and oh. some information on the Boy Scouts of America. Another little twist. Oh, Stu's going to be here as well. Don't forget. Oh, Stu's coming up at the top of the next hour. We got too much show. That's right. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So little time and so much show, or is it so much show and so little, so so little show and so much time? I I don't know. It's our pleasure, regardless. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Time for uh, chewing the fat with Jeffy. But we're first. We're having this argument because he's. I, I don't know what it, he's got some kind of social disease where he enjoys interacting with people who don't know him, and he likes to well, say, say hello. You got to say hello. Back and talk to him. He loves to say insulting things to people, who, yep. and they and because they don't know him. <laughs> They don't know he's joking with them, and he always does it with a straight face. And I don't know why you do that. Why? Do you, what do you get out of it? That's fun. Makes me no, laugh. it's not. Makes it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. He's socially retarded, I believe, is what the phrase you're looking for. So you know the Walgreens I'm talking about, right? Yes, I do. O- overly, <laughs> well, all overly friendly. All Walgreens. Yes, but this now, is a brand new in, one. Say, hey, thanks for coming to Walgreens. And Have a nice day. It's in a super nice area, in. and they had to build it in a different way than Welcome they build most. Welcome to Walgreens. Most. So, so you walk in, and they start talking to you from the second you enter the store and it's like shut well, up they're just welcoming you to the store <laughs> leave get me there. alone and then you get up to the checkout counter and it's like well how's your day going so far none of your business yep. well what do you got you got any plans for the weekend sure do again even more none of your business <laughs> just, uh, but i know you love it i know you love to interact with everybody who <laughs> you know sometimes i don't your path. but you don't but if Mm-hmm. Sometimes you feel like you just you don't want to you know you don't want to interact like that. Uh-huh. But a, a casual, okay, thank you, and then don't, no response after that. 
usually closes that down. Never has for me. Usually closes. <laughs> You've got that a follow up question every time at that Walgreens. Every time there's a follow up, and I, I, I mean, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. Let me get my. Well, they're asked to make, you know, They want people to be welcome and thank them. Yeah, for coming I know. And to Walgreens, I know. Shopping. What and, it does, and though, believe me, I'd rather shop at Walgreens than the god awful CVS, so they could say hello to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Garen in Iowa. Hi, you're on the blaze. Hello, Pat. Hey. I uh, just wanted to mention that uh, you used, I think you used the term improperly a little bit ago. Did I? You said you were antisocial. Right, yeah. Antisocial people go out and shoot up the place and, and the schools and stuff like right. that. Right, I don't a-social do that. Asocial people, yeah, asocial is more or less you don't want to be involved in, in their society and, <laughs> and them talking to you. And that's the way I feel. I'm asocial. Are you really? So you feel the same yeah. way. You're asocial as well. Yeah, when I go in, yeah. and I, I don't care to have them ask me how my day is going, and it's none of their business. And <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. That's the way I feel about it. Me too. It's easy Thanks, enough Karen. for you to say. Kindred spirit right there. It's easy Kindred enough spirit. for you to say. I know you're asocial. Thanks for calling a radio show. <laughs> Mr. A Social, appreciate it. Don't be attacking Garen just because yeah, really. he's on my side and not yours. <laughs> uh, Rick in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, guys. Hey. There's a, a reason that they're doing that door greeting. Yeah. Because studies have shown that somebody who walks in with an intent to shoplift is 90% less likely to if they're greeted at the door because that makes, they're noticed. Right. That makes that's a lot of interesting. sense. Yeah, I, that's interesting. That makes a lot of so that, sense. That's why there's been uh, a big push on on greeting people when they enter, not just at the register when they leave. Okay. Yeah, uh, by the time you're at the register, you've already deep-pocketed a few things. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Rick. <laughs> and I will say, I haven't stolen anything since they started greeting me at the door. <laughs> I'm sure many people can say that. <laughs> there will be no follow-up. I'm so sure there's, must, a, lot of people, working. there's a lot of people that can say that. Works on me. That's not 100%. Uh, all right, we're chewing the fat now with Jeff. <laughs> Uh, and I, I guarantee that's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, probably not. Probably not. Um, yesterday we talked about uh, what, a, what a fine, beautiful day it is out driving the roadways when bicyclists are out with their little bicyclist time. And uh, going home yesterday. Oh, no. Uh, since today is National Bike to School Day. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh-oh. Driving home. Mm-hmm. Last night, I was blessed, blessed, because I, I, I almost almost made it sound like I was upset, and I don't want to be upset. No, I, we, I we talk about how wonderful it is. I was the... blessed to uh, be able to drive home, and down a two-lane road at a four-way stop, all these bicyclists are blocking the lanes. <laughs> I took a couple of pictures. They're, they're going up. They don't stop at the four-way stop. They just make the right. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously they stuck their arm out, and they stuck the arm out. They're, they're, they're all uh, the way up, all the way along this roadway, road. up to the stop sign, making the right. There, there's a huge amount of bicycles. I don't know if it's their little bicycle club. It's bicycle. Why? Why do you say bicycle? Just because that's what it is. It's bicycle. <laughs> it pisses them off. You know, pisses the. I the hope it does. Just grating on my nerves. And, that's, Why don't you uh, that's the correct up. way to say it. Yeah, they're not called cyclists. <laughs> yes, it is. They're no. called cyclists. No, they're no. cyclists. Well, bicyclists. when you add by in front of it, it's bicycle. It's huh. not bicycle. No, it's bicycle. No, that's what it is. Look it up. What did the cyclists Use do Google. yesterday? The, uh, so, mm-hmm. if you look, I didn't take a picture of it because I was so mad and wanted to get home. I mean, so happy to be so close to my house there mm-hmm. that I didn't make the right. 
and go down to the trail that's right there. <laughs> that land that you see to the right of, of the roadway. There's a little it's a special there. trail for There's bicycles. a whole trail on the other side of that property. It runs along a little ditch. How weird that we just talked about that yesterday. And then you had that on the way home. That's awesome. It was absolutely agonizing. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. It was, I mean, I, I mean, it was, and I was happy. Yeah, you were happy. happy because it, because you love to share yeah, the road. I, with them, I, I did. Right? How dangerous for those bicyclists to have to share the road with someone that's snapping pictures with their phone while they're driving. Well, he, he wants to show how much he loves them. Well, and, 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 have and a, let's be clear, I wasn't driving. We had to stop. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was too many of them. Good point. What was the occasion? So, Do we know? I know it was it's some side of Spandex. some sort of Spandex bicycle club, mm-hmm. bicycle club. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but they were out for their their little what, Tuesday afternoon evening. Mm-hmm. Well, it was evening because I, I I was on my way home a little bit later yesterday than normal. So maybe they're out every day, and boy, if they maybe. are, I'm going that way home every, every day. day. Why were you late? Were you stopped every by day. the Walgreens and got involved in a conversation <laughs> you didn't want to have? I was here for the Traveling Freedom Hut show. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. Shields High last night here in the Blaze Radio oh, Studios good. with Buck Sexton. Right. So yeah, uh, anyway, to see him yesterday. Yeah. yeah whose chair did he him. sit in? I'm sorry. Well, whose chair did he sit in when he did? He sat in one of the radio chairs. It's, oh, okay. Those are public chairs. Just wondering. I mean, I didn't know they had names I, on them. I, I no, I just want to know where Buck sat because I might want to sit in later. You know, kind of, kind of how I am. You know, I'm a little free. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You don't want to talk to the lady at Walgreens. Mm-hmm. You want to tell her hello? How's your day Buck going? You want to chair? Sit in Is that a Buck's problem? Chair? Don't judge me. Freak. Get a little feel for the Freedom Hut. That's right. all. That's all, man. Okay. Judge mm-hmm. me. He sat where Pat's sitting. The, uh, <laughs> Darn it! Knew it! <laughs> uh, evacuate now. More people are being told evacuate. I know we've been doing this, uh, you know, for like three days now since the weekend, but 1,700 residents, 36 structures, emergency teams, uh, done with breathing equipment. It's still burning. 14, uh, 14 new uh, eruptions and vents have opened. Uh, since it started, I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, the island of Hawaii. I, I find this uh, was fascinating that uh, uh, since Friday, you know, we talked to there was more smaller quakes and eruptions and tremors, and that could actually go on for months now. Um, they said that they compared the activity with an event in 1955, which lasted 88 days and covered 4,000 acres with lava. Ooh, and wow. the reason that this area became so popular with newcomers to Hawaii is because the land prices were relatively low to the area's history of volcanic venting. Wow. Mm. So all these people got good deals on property, and now they've. this is why you got good deals. Yeah. Uh, it's actually been in like a constant state of eruption since 1983. Amazing. I mean, it's still been smoking and mm. bubbling and gooing. So... The picture, remember yesterday we were walking out and we, we failed to mention in the one picture yesterday oh, yeah, when, we, when we showed incredible. the lava burning uh, burning the road and coming up on the car. That, okay. Uh, oh, look at that. It breaks open the yeah, gate. Yeah, it breaks open the gate. And then it comes and across then, this road. Yep. And what we failed to mention is that uh, Star R2-D2. Wars was there. Yeah. R2-D2 is right there. See it on the left-hand uh, side oh, by the car. R2-D2. You're going to get a close-up of R2 here by. momentarily. He was just checking it out. <laughs> Why didn't he stop there's a, there's a close-up of I don't R2 know. that comes up uh, here in the footage where you okay. actually see him just doing nothing. Look at there that. He is. Look at that. He's doing nothing. I mean, seriously. You know what? He, he was like, I'm not getting paid for this. It's not a movie. I'm not helping. 
<laughs> what is that? A is garbage that, can or something, I think. I think it looks a, like R2-D2. Yeah. Yeah. Were they trying to? Box maybe they were trying to get that uh, look. I don't know. So I, wait I, a second. I, wait a second. Uh, scientific fact now proven that a gate, a metal gate, does not stop a lava flow? Have we well, established you just saw that? for yourself? Confirmed. Yeah. Wow, I would Pretty have confirmed. thought otherwise. Hello. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, congratulations to uh, By the Christine. way, now they're dealing with acid rain. Because of all the ash oh, yeah, spewed right. into the atmosphere, right now they're expecting volcanic smog and acid rain. Wow! Really? So it's gone from paradise to hell. Yeah, real fast. Really fast. Real yeah, fast. Not good. And I saw an interview, of course, uh, with just like the hurricanes when they, you know, evacuate everybody. They talk to the old guy. I've got animals to take care of. I'm not leaving. Nobody's nobody can make me leave. I'm going to stay here. This is where I'm living. Well, okay, good luck, God bless. Well, that's all you can do. You know, if they won't leave, you, you just got to tell them, okay, well, nobody's going to come get you. We cause, can't. Because if, if, if you're going to put your life at risk, we're not going to put other lives at risk. Because so right now, you're on your own. we're all good. Let's go. If you're good with that, if you're on your own, and you know it, and nobody's coming when the lava flows through your house. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I know. Right? That's all you can do, though. That's all you can do. Congratulations to uh, Christine Amapur. Uh, she's going to be uh, taking the place of Charlie Rose uh, on PBS. And boy, won't mm-hmm. that be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Won't it, though? I'm in poor and company will be uh, expanded to an hour, like Rose's show on PBS. And man, it just sounds so good. It's, she's going to anchor the public affairs shows from London, of course, with uh, contributors. And the new show is going to feature in-depth interviews with global leaders and cultural influencers on topics ranging from Politics, business, and technology to arts, science, and sports. Oh, man, does that sound good. Mm. Now, and, and good news, though, for those of you that love her CNN International show, that's not going anywhere. Uh, that's sticking. That's going to be expanded as well. So she's just taking over between CNN and PBS. And good. And she, she had this to say, I'm delighted to expand my role at PBS from interim to permanent. Uh, along with this remarkable diversity of voices. Aw, your tax dollars at work. Uh, never has the time for exploring our world and America's place in it been so urgent. Amen. It's <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable. But congratulations, Christine. Congratulations. We're mm-hmm. happy, and I'll mm. be sure to, sure to catch that. Boy, you might be able to take <clears throat> me away from that. All right, so you're talking about the Met Gala. Uh, earlier today, and the uh, the great uh, gala that it is, you know, and this year was their mm-hmm. heavenly bodies, fashion, and the Catholic imagination. Right, it was so good. But my favorite one, my favorite uh, uh, photo meme of the entire night was uh, uh, Tom Brady, and uh, the uh, Brady was there with the wife, and uh, the ESPN magazine uh, was there, and they snapped a shot. But the caption. When you see the photo, the caption from the from the ESPN magazine, Tom Brady looks like he's about to ask a room full of people to suspend their disbelief and believe in the power of magic just for one night. <laughs> he really does. He really does. That's really good. It's so good. And bad news for all the people at uh, the the Cannes, 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 Cannes Film Festival, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Uh, they have banned selfies on the red carpet. I don't have any footage of it, but I watched one of the footage where people are coming up and they're snapping selfies of the the red carpet police. Excuse me, you have to put your phone away. There's no selfies here. Excuse yeah. me, you have to put your phone away. There's no. And people are not happy. I bet not. Oh man, they are mm. really 
really unhappy about and that. And that's kind of dumb since they're basically saying don't promote this event on social media. Oh, well, I know. I know. I get it. It's just uh, I, I didn't understand why they why they would. I guess it because they're trying to say that they're too highbrow mm. for the selfie. Mm. Maybe they just want to move it along faster. But I would say that um, many of those people like you, say Keith, will promote their movies uh, and promote themselves with those selfies and make a lot of money from those selfies. So they're not above those selfies <laughs> one little bit. Right. Not one instant. Mm-hmm. I remember the big uh, biker shooting in 2015 in Waco uh, that uh, just seemed to disappear. And, I mean, they arrested, uh, you know, a couple hundred bikers following the shooting that left nine people dead and 20 injured in 2015. Mm-hmm. And now they just indicted uh, their first murder charges in that case. Uh, and it comes, like, it's eight days. Today is eight days from the statute of limitations. on run. So they have more than 20 bikers re-indicted on new charges, ranging from rioting to tampering with evidence. Uh, and they have, uh, they've already dropped 154 of the of the other cases that they had on there, but it's back in the news again. So they're reindicting people for murder, and mm. and uh, it's going to bring that whole thing back up again. That was an ugly scene. Yeah, it was. And I don't know that they've ever really figured it out yet, which is why I think they took so long to yeah. to indict those people. So I, you know, we'll, hopefully we'll get some answers on what exactly happened. Yeah, what the deal was. Now I know Keith, you've had problems with rodents at your house, <laughs> and uh, you know other people have problems with their rodents. But one of the things that uh, has really frustrated me over the years are squirrels yeah squirrels have nothing better to do in their life but to figure out how to get what they want from you so no matter what you do if you have a bird bird feeder whatever the squirrels figure out how to get there and uh my favorite <laughs> one of my, my one of my favorite little uh meme videos from uh, christina rotano talked about her her mom who put uh, oil on her bird feeder, as you can see on Blaze Television, to keep the squirrels away from stealing her bird food. <laughs> Climbs up, and slides so down like when a the bird, When the squirrel jumps up on the pole where the bird feed is, uh, that oil just is so slippery that it slides the squirrel all the way back down. He, again, he tries again. The video's got him doing it twice. And I guarantee you, this was the 4th of May, all right, just a few days ago. <laughs> just a few days ago. I guarantee you. Before a week goes by, that squirrel will have figured out how to get that feed. Absolutely. That squirrel will will jump from the house to a limb to a car and jump on top and come up above that slippery yeah. pole. Yeah. Whatever it is, that's all those damn things do. That's all they do. And that's they always all they figure do. it out. They you they, always you never win against a squirrel. Never. The only way to win against a squirrel. New Talking Fear is up on my Blaze channel. <laughs> Let's go to theblaze.com, uh, the Jeffy Fisher channel. You can catch uh, New Talking Fear uh, up for you to down, no problem. And, uh, is it any good? Uh, uh, you know anybody on it? The new characters are pretty good. Is uh, Morgan on it now? Yeah. They, so he made it across yeah, they crossed the over. country, and they crossed he's over. there now. Correct. And they right. jumped. They time jumped. But they keep going back. Uh, uh, they keep going back, and they finally they finally killed one of their main characters from the original show, the the boy, the junkie, the heroin kid. Ruined it there, Glenn Beck. Uh, what? Yeah, they killed him last week. So I mean, really? Yeah. Wow. And he's one of their originals. Now they claim he asked to get off the show. Why? But um, I don't know because he realized, man, they brought in Morgan, which means they're going to kick the rest of us out. Um, I want to go. <laughs> I want to go. I got to go look for new work. Mm. I mean, I don't know. It's. It, I hope that they're planning on. 
uh, gradually getting rid of all the original characters. I mean, we just move on with some new ones because the new ones are bad. <laughs> but uh, as long as we make the time leap, we might as well let's leap ahead with some new characters. Is it on the <laughs> same timeline now as Walking Dead? Yeah. Is it really? So strange. Really strange. So strange. And they keep going back and they just, uh, you know. Is there a fear of the Walking Dead comic book? No. Well, oh. there might be now. So it's totally actually, made up for TV. There actually might be now that matches what TV does yeah, or but, before. But, uh, but this came first. Right. Yeah, all right. All right. Uh, let me tell you uh, about a product I absolutely love. I wish I would have uh, come across this years ago. Uh, I probably could have avoided a lot of problems. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Now Finally gave me. it a shot recently. Now you tell me. A couple of months ago. Yeah. And uh, no time like the present to get started. Because this... Is the only way I get vegetables now and and healthy food in my diet. Uh, You just take a scoop of Field of Greens and you get a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. Just take a scoop, dump it in water or your favorite smoothie or shake. Uh, It's pre and probiotic. It boosts your immune system, has antioxidant power, and it's not extracted from anything. It's actual real food. And it's organic real food. Go to BrickHousePat.com, try Field of Greens today, and get 10% off a month's supply when you use the offer code PAT. They don't just send it right to your house, though, right? you got to go get it. They actually do send it directly to your what? house. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing situation. Wow. Yeah, modern technology. I don't know. Who knew? That's fantastic. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. is here. 888-900-3393. Mm-hmm. 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 It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Again, I, I, I'm still marveling. Uh, I've seen these <laughs> I've seen these comedy goals a <laughs> hundred times at least. Yeah. And every time you pull it out and it's been a while, it's it, it just, it's astonishing. Well, for them, it was <laughs> predicting the future. Yes. For us, it's like reading a history book. All of this stuff has been done. Yep. They have done everything they wanted to do to this country. They sure have. I mean, other than its official uh, collapse. Look at number 11. Promote the UN. I mean, we just had John Kerry talking about, that was a UN treaty. It was a UN ratified agreement. And, and, and so we have to abide by that. And, and the conversation I was having with world leaders was just a... A normal conversation trying to undermine a U.S. administration. That's all I was doing. Committing treason, as I've done so many times. That's why they call me Mr. Treason. Oh, I like that. Uh, Remember the Winter Soldier hearings? I was committing treason there, lying about giving comfort and aid to the enemy. That's all I was doing. That's all I'm doing right now when I'm talking to the Iranians. Uh, Just a normal conversation, committing treason. That's all it is. Mr. Treason. Can you always say that about John Kerry when we talk about him? Yes, I can. It's his new name. They call me Mr. Treason. That's what they call me. (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah goal number 11 okay promote the un as the only hope for mankind okay there's uh, communist goals for america there you go communist goals for america resist any attempt to outlaw the communist party that wouldn't happen here anyway um continue giving russia access to the u.s patent office and they've done that mm. 
And I love, I love number 15, capture one or both of the uh, political parties in the United States. They've absolutely captured the Democrat Party. And the Republicans aren't, frankly, far behind. Mm-mm. Infiltrate the press, get control of uh, the educational system, uh, present homosexuality, degeneracy, and promiscuity as normal, natural, healthy. Infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion. Discredit the Bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity, which does not need a religious crutch. (laughs) Tell me that hasn't happened in the United States of America. Who's talking right now? Mr. Treason, John Kerry. Okay. Uh, Tell me it hasn't happened. (laughs) Eliminate prayer. I love this. Eliminate eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools. On the ground... On the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state. Clear back in 1963. Where is the first time? Is this the first place that, hey, let's go with separation of church and state is our argument? I, I don't know where that, uh, I, I, it's probably not the first time. Okay. 63 wouldn't be the first time. Uh, and number 29, discredit the American Constitution by calling it inadequate, old-fashioned, out of step with modern needs, a hindrance to cooperation between nations on a worldwide basis. Wow. Mm-hmm. Tell me these haven't been done. I'm sorry, who is Tell talking? me, Mr. Treason, that all of these haven't been accomplished. <laughs> and I'll tell you you're a liar. That's what I'll say to you. Uh, we're going to be joined by Stu. Coming up next on Pat Gray Unleashed. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray Unleashed. Oh, and at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, one of the things Stu and I used to love to do on the Pat and Stu show mm-hmm. was uh, enjoy skyscrapers. <laughs> <laughs> that's why there's no more Pat and Stu show. That's, that's why. Because <laughs> they were like, why are you guys always talking about skyscrapers? skyscrapers to us that's not a are show. Cool. Just so you guys know, that's well, not a to show. To us it was, but I guess we're, the, we're alone. <laughs> uh, but we found out that there is a global race on right now to build even taller skyscrapers. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have you on today to talk about it. <laughs> I'm amazed by this story, um, mainly because uh, I don't know if you guys have the graphic to show, but there was a graphic and shows all the buildings that are, you know, skyscrapers, mm-hmm. top 100 of them or so next to each other. And still the Burj Tower. Right. in uh, Burj Tower is always the big one on the right. Dubai. Right. So still the, the tallest. Yeah. So is the huge one on the right. It's always the one of the tallest. But when you look closely at the picture, it's no longer the one. Look closely. It's the second tallest one is the Burj there's a new king on the block in really? production right now in Saudi Arabia. So the Burj Dubai is uh, 800 plus meters tall. Which is, nobody knows how tall that is. It no. could be 5,000 Five miles. It could be a foot and a half. Nobody right. knows what that is. But it's about, let's say. <laughs> Isn't it 2,700 feet? Uh, Isn't that what it is? Yeah. The Burj Tower? It's Something big. like that. 1,700, yeah, 2,700. Like, remember the old school um, World Trade Center? 
it's like one and a half of those. Right. Right. So that's right. why it was yeah. so much bigger. Because, yeah. you know, the World Trade Center was one of the tallest buildings in the world uh, when it before it came down. But to go an extra half a tower on top of that was pretty it's amazing. Yeah. And it was considerably larger than any other, uh, about about 200 meters taller than any other building uh, in the world. Well, Saudi Arabia has decided, you know what? It's time for us to get into this game. They have decided now to make a new tower. It's uh, it's called the what is it? The I forgot the name of it now. The the I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. It's the name of whatever city they're building. And they're building. They're Riyadh? doing the same thing as Dubai. Is it in Riyadh? No, it's like the same thing as Dubai. They're oh. basically just building a new city around this tower. And really? The, t- the tower is over one kilometer long. Now you know kilometers are the thing that are kind of near miles, but not quite. Yeah. So it's almost a mile high. <laughs> oh my um, gosh! It is over one thousand meters, and it is almost two hundred meters higher than the Burj Dubai. So you think about this. Wow! That was two hundred meters taller than every other building. Now this one's yeah. two hundred meters taller than that, um, and it's already under production. So a lot of times we we went th- we did a lot of shows, and again this might have been another reason why there's no patents to show, <laughs> in that we did many shows. <laughs> based on the fact that they might build eventually a building that was really tall. It wasn't even a building that was like ready to go. They were just someone wrote up architectural plans for a tall building and we did a show on it. But one of them was over 6,000 feet tall. Yes, and never that? Yeah, yeah. If that's not interesting, I don't know what is. I don't either. I I don't know. Who's with me? I don't know. I don't know what happened. But uh, this one is going to be incredibly high wow. and they actually have video of it. There's a, a CNN video where they went there, it's about 60, when they took this video, about 60 stories tall so far. It will eventually be 254 stories. Now, the old World Trade Center. 254. The old World Trade Center was about 110, 110. stories. Uh-huh. So this is about two World Trade Centers stacked on top of each other. That's how tall this thing is. Wow. And again, there's nothing around it. Look at Here's the picture. You can kind of see it. The really tall, pointy one. All the way to the side of the screen, and you see how much taller it is than the second tallest building, which you know is Burj, right? The Burj, the Burj. Dubai. So, okay, I, so it's going to be it's Jeddah, the Jeddah Tower. Jeddah Tower, thank you. And it's going to be three thousand two hundred and eighty feet tall. No, thirty two hundred and eighty feet. You going to the tall. top of that? I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to. I don't want to be on you the outside what? of it. Pat Stu reunion show. Right. Top of, top of this thing when it's done. Yes. I think we do it. Set up that broadcast. Um, <laughs> so now, uh, so that's pretty amazing. And Saudi Arabia is really starting to build these. The the entire city, if you remember, Pat, when they built the uh, the area around the Burj Dubai, it's got all those crazy like islands that they were man-made that looked like mm-hmm. a palm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the other one they were trying to do that looked like the world, and they had some economic problems with that one. But it's now covered. That whole area is covered in giant towers now they've built it from scratch from desert to giant city um and it's amazing because now saudi arabia is doing the same thing they're building this one giant tower in the middle but tons of other towers around it in the middle of nowhere really um which is pretty amazing Mm. uh it's also kind of amazing to look at where these are now because there's a new uh kind of global race to build the highest uh, tower that Saudi Arabia is currently going to be winning. Uh, Except it didn't affect the United States of America for some reason. Which is really interesting. Right? So We're not involved in no. that global race. Now, there's only been six towers over 300 meters, right? Which would be 30% of this new tower. 
So that's kind of their mm. skyscraper line, big mm-hmm. skyscraper line, 300 meters. Again, only 30% of the new one. There's only been six in the last 20 years in the United States, including wow. a couple new residential towers in New York, and they're building them there because the, the, the real estate market's so hot. Um, but now China has 40 of the top 100 tallest buildings in the world. 40 oh. in one country. Wow. And they are, wow. you know... They're building them all over Hong the place, Kong too. Hong Kong or Beijing? A lot of them are around. That's where the, the, the largest concentration is right around Hong Kong. Um, uh, so I think it's a fascinating thing to look at because, you know, there, it is a, at some level, a statement um, about capitalism, right? Where, the, mm-hmm. where these, these, these countries that used to have no money to do things like this now do and can build giant towers. You know, there's also a hubris uh, argument yeah. there. I mean, uh, you know, building yeah. towers to the sky at certain times in certain books has looked da- been you know, looked down upon uh, as maybe not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't always worked out so well. Right. Uh, but you think of what Saudi Arabia is doing now with two World Trade Centers stacked on top of each other, at least as far as height goes. The building's not it's as incredible. broad as that. It really is it's incredible. Really incredible. It's really incredible. So, I mean, I, you know, seeing this, uh, you know, a thousand meters. A thousand and that's a thousand and seven meters. Yeah, thirty uh, two hundred feet, and it's it's going to be the centerpiece of a larger uh, phase of buildings. That is, they've they're dumping twenty billion dollars into this area. So this is just the first step for Jetta. Yeah, one of the things they're trying to do, you know, in a lot of these countries that have oil money as their main source of revenue is they've been dealing with down oil prices for a while. Yeah. Dubai tried to do this and said, why are we always dependent on what's going on with oil prices? We should make ourselves into a capitalist playground, you know, huh. make ourselves the Vegas of the Middle East. And it worked out. And it's worked out pretty well for them, though they've had struggles with it. I mean, when they had yeah. the economic downturn, there was some real struggles that went on with that because no one had any money to come visit. Uh, but now Saudi Arabia is trying to do the same thing. They're trying to liberalize their laws a little bit. They're thinking maybe we should let you know a woman out of the house by themselves, which is really an innovative thought. <laughs> they might want to rethink that. Maybe let them drive yeah. occasionally, huh. which is you know again questionable. But that I mean is. they're going that way. Uh, so that's I thought I thought I thought was pretty amazing. I mean imagine how pissed off Don Blankenship would have been uh, as a senator looking right? at all these towers in China, all the China people making their towers. The China Towers and the China people? They're going to have uh-huh. enough China Towers to put the China people in. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's so, true. they got to have the China Towers. Uh-huh. Uh, you got that whole China family of uh, Mitch McConnell. Mm-hmm. He's going to need a place to live. Yep. And uh, put his cocaine and snort all that. <laughs> He's pretty so. much known mainly for his cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call him Cocaine, cocaine Mitch. Mitch. That's uh, Everyone's always you know? called him. And his did, China family. Did you see his response to that, by the way? Yeah. I, 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 that was... A, Surprising, it was from Mitch McConnell. Yeah, the human surprising. turtle. Yeah, this comes out with like a kind of a witty response. Yeah, thanks for playing our game, Don. Yeah, and did, was he covered in cocaine? Covered, Is that what the picture? It, yes, I think it, it was dandruff, but it may have been cocaine. okay. It may yeah, have been. Okay. it was supposed to be cocaine. <laughs> anyway, Don got his uh, he got his butt kicked. He did. Um, I think that's a smart choice for yeah, West Virginia. Too. I think the Trump thing mm-hmm. certainly helped, though. Mm-hmm. I was uh, not a believer that he was actually that competitive. I, uh, we talked about this maybe on the air the other yeah, day. Yeah, it was one poll. and It was an internal poll from a rival. And that was what really caught, stuck with me. Because if you are normally an internal poll does one thing. Tries to make people believe something you want them to believe. You don't yes. release them unless you want that to happen. So mm-hmm. if you release it, when have you heard? A, a, a candidate release a poll 
that they're behind it. Yeah, you don't. You do know, that. you don't do that Never unless do that. unless they're an underdog and they're going to say they're really close, right? That you want to yeah. show either that your momentum that you're that's close or that you're winning this race. They released one more blanket ship was ahead, and my belief was they leaked it to the press to get the message out there. Hey, don't screw around with this one because this dope might just actually win. Mm-hmm. And and I think also to say hey to Donald Trump, hey Don. We need your support because this dope might actually win. You're going to have another loss on your hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trump, you know, uh, to his credit, came out and, and said Blankenship was not the right guy. I think he was definitely right on that. But it's also, you know, he wants to – he's protecting himself. You know, Trump is protecting definitely. himself because he yeah. doesn't want to be impeached. Yeah. And if the House and the Senate go to Democratic hands, uh, while they're not going to be able to pass anything, you know, liberal, they can impeach him. And that's mm-hmm. not something that he wants. Can mm-hmm. I ask you a question on the Donald Trump Rudy Giuliani thing, real quick? Uh, remember, you had uh, said that you thought Rudy it was all part of like a plan or something, you know? Yeah, I thought so it was intentional. That do you he... still think that that he leaked that info? That he said what he said because I have been wavering on that. Um, yeah, I, I do think that that was intended. If you know, a good piece of evidence on this uh, is the fact that you've seen Rudy Giuliani in multiple other interviews. Right. Like if you come out there and your first interview out of the box is a massive screw up in which you release a piece of information no one's supposed to have. You're not on TV 12 times in the next four days. It's true. But um, he but now he, he's had multiple other missteps. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. My, my kind of belief is and again, this is all speculation. We don't know. And I think um, you would think Giuliani would know better. Right. I know. He, Giuliani. He so doesn't look right. No, he doesn't. You know, it's true. He looks a little crazy off. eyes. He looks a little crazy eyes. He's got. He just. He looks. I don't know if it's just that he's. He, it's. It's a. It's a factor of him getting older, and he may have crossed over that whatever that line is, where every <laughs> faculty is right there for you. Because I see the same thing with Trump. I think you look back at 1980s Donald Trump interviews. Mm-hmm. The guy is on top of it. He seems to know all the facts. He seems very. He doesn't seem to be rattled very easily. Mm-hmm. Trump now is a is a different character than he was back in those days. You know. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah. You know, he could roll in a different way back in the in the day. Uh-huh. Um, and, and same thing with Giuliani. I mean, back around 2001, I mean, the guy was on top of it every time. I mean, you, you yeah. thought that he really had a handle on it. Right now, it seems I'm with you, Keith, and that I think he it does seem to be uh, wavering a little bit. However, I think you know maybe not the way he's done it. I think that was a piece of information they wanted to get out there. They wanted everyone to know that uh, that, that Trump paid for this because it helps them. I think. Do you think he wanted? Run. I mean, did you hear this? Because he, he went further. He was asked about uh, other payoffs. And and you said he, he he this was a regular arrangement he had with Michael Cohen. So did Michael Cohen make payments to other women for the president? I have no knowledge of that. Uh, but I w- I, w- I would think if it was necessary, yes. Okay, so did did Michael Cohen make payments to other women too? Mm-hmm. I don't have any knowledge of that, but if it was necessary, I would think so. Yes. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hold on just a second there. We uh, all know, right, <laughs> that Donald Trump has paid off a lot of women that happen to be posing nude in magazines That's or on what video. He's saying. Sign so, of a shtick, right? So if they're threatening to release, yeah, of course he's going to pay them off. Yeah, but we all That's another this misstep. In, isn't it, it is. It I is. Mean, I think you're right. Uh, did you hear this new conspiracy theory, by the way? Uh uh-uh. uh. Well, I don't know. I, I think you like this one. <laughs> it cracked me up. I was, I was trying because it's 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 amazing. First of all, it's out there, and when I say it's out there, it was actually in New York Magazine, um, okay. New York on the on their website at least, and it's legitimately nothing but a conspiracy theory. But it's an interesting one. So let me give it to you real quick. 
Donald Trump comes out and 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 with the payment about Michael Cohen comes out, right? And then they they're looking into Michael Cohen, and it comes out that he has three clients, right? Client number one, Donald Trump. Client number three, Sean Hannity. Remember that was a big mm-hmm. deal a few weeks ago, and Hannity's like, ah, I'm not really a client. That's not true. Client number two is a guy who's an RNC financier. Okay, what was his role with Michael Cohen? No other role with him before or, or since. Just one transaction in which Michael Cohen pays $1.6 million to a Playboy model because the Playboy model had been impregnated and we believe the baby aborted, right? So this RNC uh, financier, uh, $1.6 million, a lot of cash, going to this Playboy model. They start looking into this a little bit. First of all, this guy had never been Michael Cohen's client before. Why all of a sudden did he go to Michael Cohen to deal with this one issue? Maybe there's an explanation to that, but it seems a little strange. Uh, this guy had never had a history of flings with other women. He had been in a relationship, married for 25 years with someone who's like right around the same age, never had any marital problems. The wife hasn't left since this has happened. Kind of interesting. Um, they looked at the documents between both of these. Michael Cohen made two payments to two different uh, women. Both In both documents, the same pseudonyms are used. What was it, Dennis Dennerson and like Peggy Peggerson or whatever? They were like fake <laughs> names that they used to hide Donald Trump's. Peggy Peggerson is a fake name? Peggy Peggerson, right. I fake thought I name. knew Peggy, but I guess not. No, no, no well, you may okay. know Peggy, but it was not the Peggy that okay. you know. All right. Point is, uh, the, the theory being floated by New York is that this payment was not for a person that this financier impregnated. It's a payment for someone that Donald Trump impregnated. impregnated. Who does Donald Trump is known for sleeping with? Uh, with Playboy, Playboy models, models. Mm-hmm. he's uh, he certainly wouldn't know, wanted to know uh, that there was an abortion in his Jeez. in his past. Uh, he uh, he paid one point six million dollars. Why would some unknown RNC financier need to pay one point six million dollars to mm-hmm. keep? Why would anyone care right. if if a Playboy playmate came out and said, "Hey, we had an affair eight years ago"? Why would anyone care? Some people would be proud of that. Some pe- a lot of people, in fact. Yeah. Probably Donald Trump would be proud of it and <laughs> if, if you asked him in a quiet moment. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so that's the theory. It's it's an interesting one. Wow. It is BS wow. though that it's being printed by mainstream media and that it's absolutely Alex Jones level theorizing here. They have no real evidence to support it, but it it's is interesting, kind though. of interesting. Mm-hmm. The, the story as leaked to the press by the Cohen people. By the way, they wanted the press to believe that it was this other financier. It doesn't make much sense. So the idea is this guy took one for the team to protect Trump. And now this guy who, by the way, has also already been busted on bribery charges. He's already had this sort of shady pass before, including paying off another person's girlfriend, this financier. Wow. So he all I mean, all the pieces fit. Wow. It's believable. But it's also sort of nonsense that a, an actual journalistic organization would be floating theories like this with no evidence. True. Uh, again, you True. know, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a skeptic on it, but still, it's, it's, I thought it was kind of interesting. There's a lot of richness to the Donald Trump presidency. There's just uh, it's been fun. all kinds of different ways to go with It's it. been fun. Yeah. But lots of good stuff recently, <laughs> you know? A lot and of good stuff. We were just saying that today and yesterday. I mean, there's a mixed bag every day. Yep. Every day there's something really good. And there's also something pretty bad that yeah. you can also talk about. <laughs> I mean, how bad does it, I, CNN, who's been lighting this guy up for a year and a half, comes out today that $200,000 was paid from AT&T 
to Michael Cohen yeah. for whatever shady, like, I'll get I'll get you access to the president type of thing in the middle of a merger with CNN. Yeah. I mean, they're in the middle of taking over CNN. And every time these CNN guys have to admit, uh, by the way, that's our parent uh, disclosure. That's our, going to be our parent company in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's satisfying to watch, at least. It is. It is. It's incredible. Uh, ter- thanks, Stu. Uh, Thank we'll you. be listening for you on. Uh, are you on some other show? Uh, the uh, Greg, 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 uh, Greg Bell Beak. program. Uh, pretty oh, good. Greg Bell. Okay. Yep. Peggy He's Peggerson great. in the morning he, time. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Peggy Peggerson in the morning. She time. does weather, right? Uh, I also on another show you might know of uh, called The News and Why It Matters. The News and Why um, It Matters. You should, you, should, you know what? Start, I have how about vague mo- memory of that. Starting um, Monday, you should just show up every day for it. Seriously? Just, yeah, it'll be great. It'll crash, be great. Crash You'll just have that. me come in? Yeah, just come on in. All right, cool. Sit down at the table. Let's right. talk about issues. I might try that. All right, sounds all good. Right, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right, diet and exercise. We don't want to hear it, but that's the way to lose weight, right? You, you just eat less and, and you exercise a little bit, but there's also something that can help you with that. It's called Riduzone. And it's not a chemical-laden thing. It's safe. It's natural. It's FDA-acknowledged. And you just take this along with your decent diet and exercise, and you're going to lose weight. Um, A local company here took the good stuff out of olive oil. It's OEA. And OEA has been shown to boost your metabolism, and it reduces your appetite. So it helps you burn fat, and then you just lose weight. So... If you are just reasonable and you get a little exercise and you take Riduzone, you're going to lose weight. And maybe even more importantly, you're going to be able to keep it off. The hardest part is is just that. It's, it's keeping the weight off once you go back to you know, life and you, you're, you don't consider yourself on a diet anymore. Um, Sarah Gonzalez, who hosts the News and Why It Matters, lost 100 pounds like 10 or 12 years ago. Um, but she still struggles with cravings and thinking about food like I do all the time. But she's taken Riduzone, and that helps her keep it at bay. So she's not thinking about food all the time. Do this. Go to Riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT. You'll get 30% off a three-month supply. It's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. That's Riduzone.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, you know something we haven't talked to Stu about since it happened was the uh, NFL draft. Uh, were you pleased with the Eagles draft? Uh, there wasn't much. I don't remember of, who they even took. Right, there wasn't much of an Eagles draft. Uh, so four guys was it four? Uh, they they had a they had a, I want to say they had six players. However, oh, okay. they didn't have like uh, you might remember uh, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, were the Super Bowl champions. I do remember uh, this right? year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Um, and what happens when you're the Super Bowl champions, which I did not know until this year, Uh-oh. is you pick 32nd. Uh, so they had <laughs> only a, the last pick in the draft, obviously, and then they didn't have oh, a second. Oh, they dealt that to somebody, to they, Baltimore, yeah, right? They, yeah, so they didn't have a second round pick, so they wouldn't have picked until late, last pick in the third round. So oh, they wound wow. up getting rid of that uh, uh, that first round pick. They got a tight end, pretty athletic, uh, mm-hmm. small school tight end, who looks it looks like there's something there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of excited about that. Oh, and, uh, uh, yeah, I actually went to the draft as well. Uh, with, with, Keith, a raise? with the Keith Malinak here. They, they give uh, uh, Scott Foles a, a, a raise? I yet. think they gave him uh, – They, 
I, they gave him a little bit, yeah, they, because he he was under a backup contract, um, and you know when then won the Super Bowl, so he was he had one more year I think left at like seven million dollars, and maybe they upped it to nine or something. But he's still, I mean, so, it's a nice it's a nice paycheck. You don't wonder where your next meal is coming from for a while. Well, unless at you're Jeffy, million then at nine then, million dollars, yeah, you're not... wondering right away where's my next meal <laughs> coming from by default. <laughs> it's been fascinating to watch though because. Uh, the numbers are just so incredible now. They're just so unbelievable. Where you get eighty-four million, and it's all guaranteed yeah. over three years. Matt yeah. Ryan's got a hundred million guaranteed on his five years. Out of a hundred and fifty million, mm-hmm. yeah, and he'll probably get all the hundred and fifty. Uh, so he's making—is it thirty-two million a year? It's going to work out to be about thirty. Then right? you've got a guy who had one good season in Case Keenum, who just who just got eighteen million a year. Uh, for the next two years in Denver, and he's had one good year. Yep. I mean, it's amazing to me. And I like Case Keenan. I I, I, I liked you. him when he was in Houston, and yeah. I, I thought he was pretty good. But uh, in the NFL, other than this year, he hadn't proved himself. No, at all. he really hadn't. I mean, the the, the Denver contract with Keenum is pretty team friendly and that i think it's two you're at two years 36 million give or take yes but that second year yeah. they can drop him if he sucks this year so they can get out of that deal they can oh, really okay. make that a one year a, a one year 20 million basically mm. fairly easily so that one's not too bad i mean and the, the same thing with uh you know with matt ryan and that like they're committed to i think actually the commitment is 94 million dollars um, oh is that all yeah oh well that's hardly anything um however that's hardly anything the pragmatic i thought it was real money yeah, no, 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 well, now no, we don't no, even no, want to no. talk about it. Who cares? No. <laughs> it'll be a hundred because unless he gets hurt, it'll be a hundred because they're going to come into a year and it's like we can either, you know, guarantee a couple extra million dollars and keep this guy, or we just have to release him. But we only save a couple million dollars, so why would you do it? Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so realistically, it's a hundred million dollars, I think, and that's a it's a lot of money. But you know what? It's going to be. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to get more, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Has they're, they're going to up it again. Then yeah, you have guys like Wentz and Goff who are going to be up for contracts. They're going to get a lot. I mean, and Brady is making, is it twenty? 18 or 20 yeah, million. Yeah, he's not making. Yeah, he's definitely he di- not. I mean, it, that's an incredible situation. Well, you know, it's interesting to see because uh, you know this is uh, into sports, but you know, Tom Brady, who obviously I despise as as a, a good American. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he has too much. He has too much. He, he has, doesn't need any more. You know, women, rings. He's, he's got it all, football, and he doesn't need any looks. Everything. Give something to mu- someone it's else. Too much. It's too much. It's yes. too much. So he spread it around a little bit. But he's taken. Uh, team-friendly contracts intentionally so that they have some money to dish around right. to other players. But then you look at a situation like LeBron James, who every year we watch have to listen to people say how LeBron James has nobody on his team. Now, despite the <laughs> fact that Kevin Love was the number one most looked after, uh, you know, sol- uh, sol- uh, free agent to be, but he just keeps taking max dollars after max dollars over after and max over dollars. and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. 888-900-3393 and add Pat Unleashed on Twitter. From uh, Tyler from Misery, when Piers Morgan is a voice of reason, you know the world is tipped in on its head. 
Uh, Omnibus, Jack Hole Andrew, says, Jeffy can only interact with people who don't know him. Those that know him want nothing to do with him. Thank you. So very true. The code has been cracked. So very true. From Darth <laughs> Cocky, uh, Jeffy, will you please keep us updated on Squirrel Gate? Yeah. I'm, I bet he will. Uh, but we'll, we'll get that answer. And DMXDM? So, some random Paul in Dallas has had about 4,000 hang-ups from Pat in the last five years? Yes. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, so the voice recognition thing is so frustrating. Uh, it's yeah. it's the bane of my existence. I don't use it. And I just, you know, on on the iPhone with Siri, I don't even bother. That's where, yeah, that's I the only place I have it. I do don't not. even bother with it because it just, it, it's never been helpful. I don't know. The only thing it could do is tell you the temperature. What's the temperature? It's currently 73 in Dallas, Texas. Thanks. Okay. Wow, that's exciting. I, I just look over here in my car and it tells me the same thing. So, <laughs> But uh, really valuable. But now with this new Google thing, this new Google AI, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Am I wrong to not be excited about that? I'm kind of... I'm very nervous. Well, you should. We should be leery I'm about AI. I'm ninety percent nervous, ten mm-hmm. percent excited. Why do you think Elon Musk is trying to get us to Mars? Because he thinks AI is going to kill everybody here, so we need to escape from it to a different planet. <sighs> Skynet. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. At the hearings today for uh, Gina Haspel mm-hmm. for CIA director, some weird protests were going on. Do we have both of them? I think we have... I don't know. I think they just have the, the main one there. Let's oh. see. Just All right. So here's here's what happened. She is um, she's testifying, and then there's this uh, chaos that kind of breaks loose, and apparently people are there protesting her. Here's what happened. Those are the words of Senator Deanna Ortiz, who is going to the CIA. Stop torture! Stop torture! Gina Haspel is a torturer. So you got the police taking this guy down. He's yelling. Stop trying to fire Muslims. Crucifying Muslims. Oh, crucifying Muslims. Come on. I wasn't aware of the crucifixion of Muslims. Yeah, that's a big thing now. So wait a minute. Well, thank you for uh, sending some residents from the School for the Criminally Insane to the hearing today. That was great. that I, I love that lady can we put that down a little bit that, that lady goes stop crucifying muslims i don't know why don't you talk to the muslims that go by the name of isis to stop crucifying christians but no you know we, we talked about earlier how you know we have the iranian parliament saying death to america chanting death to america mm-hmm. well see that's the difference between their country and our country those are their elected officials chanting that over here we have the freedom to well show up at our government and make Fools of ourselves. Strange, too, because I don't remember this happening before. This yeah. is sort of a new phenomenon, and it's happening everywhere you go, every time you go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, why? All hell has broken loose in this country now. It's, I mean, we First have of all, access. stop the torture. Gina Haspel just said she would never agree to go back to torture. 
she wouldn't do it. So what are you talking about? That's not her. Her position is not to torture people. Um, and then stop crucifying Muslims. Man, what are you talking about? Shut up. <laughs> crucifying Muslims? I mean, this is what happens. This is a trade-off for an open government. It's <laughs> when a society gets out of control and we react like that. Jeez. <sighs> Why do we have to put up with this all the time now? Really strange. Uh, but every time you've got a Republican gathered somewhere or you've got a, a conservative speaker at an event, you've got these leftists now yelling and screaming and carrying on. How does that help anything, by the way? You you show up at the at the meeting, you I'm really gonna I'm gonna shut this down for <laughs> thirty seconds until they drag me out and put me in jail. Yeah. Okay, well what did what did that do for you? I don't know. Congratulations. What did that do for yeah, you? Yeah, your image of being insane mm-hmm. is going to be your 15 minutes of fame. It's indelibly it etched into our minds now. Congratulations. We know you're a freak. <laughs> okay. Didn't change anybody's policy. It didn't stop the nomination process. You delayed it for 30 seconds or a minute and a half, whatever it was. Uh, but you got nothing accomplished. <laughs> I don't. Oh, it's so weird. So weird. But have we, I, I still need confirmation though. Have we stopped crucifying Muslims yet? Oh no, we enjoy it too much. Okay. Yeah, that's gotta that's gotta continue. Yeah. You know, because because I mean it's necessary. I mean, yeah. To- and we've been doing that since. I mean, that's in the Constitution. Well, I mean, I think that's what Obama's been yeah. trying to tell us. You know. Yeah, it's a it's a nation built on the crucifection of Muslims. Right, what are you gonna do? You can't man. you can't stop that. I mean, don't get up on your high horse <laughs> before you cru- get on your high horse. The crusades. I mean, you've been crucifying Muslims for centuries. Uh, high horse. Unless we get on our high, high horse, horse and think this, think is, this is unique to unique. some other place. Some other Remember place. that during the Crusades and the Inquisition, the early crusades, people committed the terrible deeds in the name of Christ. In our home country, slavery. Country. Jim Crow. Slavery. Jim Crow. Too often was justified in the name of Christ. No, it wasn't. What? What? When was slavery and Jim Crow justified in the name of Christ? Uh, that was justified in the name of racism and stupidity and ignorance. It wasn't in the name of Christ. Uh, and the Crusades were a response to Muslims slaughtering Christians. They started it. <laughs> I know, right? I, Right? To blame that on Christians, did they get carried away during the process? Yeah. Yes, they did. You know what? However, the Muslims invaded and slaughtered the Christians and would not let them back into Jerusalem. So the Christians sent knights in to uh, reinstall Christianity there. Yeah, but we've been so mean to the Islamic world for so long. Uh, I tell you what, how we're gonna fix this? All right, the mind of Barack Obama. Yeah. We're going to drop wads of cash on a tarmac in the middle of the night in Tehran, mm-hmm. and we're gonna turn the other way as they build nuclear weapons. <laughs> yeah, and then if someone comes That's along great. and reverses that policy, mm-hmm. then we're going to say that was a bad move. I mean, he was so bad and so inept that his people made out. The decision to uh, to actually finally, once and for all, when they knew where they, they had him dead to rights, the actual decision to kill Osama bin Laden was a tough one. It was the toughest decision in 500 years. That's how bad Barack Obama was. Joe Biden, right? Yeah. We got some Joe Biden audio over there, or is that not uh, available? 
I don't, I don't know if we have the 500-year thing. Uh, no, 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 not that one. The one you were uh, had in the oven this morning. Oh, yeah, I, I do have that. I'm sorry to throw you off track there. I just was so good. I just, I just That's what I heard. Well, we love it when Joe Biden gets into this mode. Because when Joe starts talking like this, <laughs> you know he's serious. And you know it's important. And you know he's going to fix it. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. Do extraordinary things. Yeah. And we become awful elitist. Oh, man. We don't think ordinary people can do things that, mm-hmm. like, program, program, code. Code. It's not rocket science, guys. It's not rocket science. We yeah. did it up in Michigan. Michigan. When Detroit found out they didn't have, when all the exodus, they didn't have people when the city got back in its feet who could literally turn on the streetlights. Right. Shh. <laughs> I'm talking very quietly. Yeah. You have to listen to me very, very carefully. What I'm saying now is basically racist. <laughs> but I, Joe Biden, middle class Joe, saying that, like in Detroit, because there was a lot of minority people, they didn't know how to turn on the lights. <laughs> when, the, when the lights got turned on, and they didn't know how to turn them back on. <laughs> when they were off, they didn't know how to turn them back on. It's basically what he's saying. What he's saying. Is that the minority people there in Detroit didn't know how to turn lights on. But it's not rocket science. So. Run the water system. So we went and we hired some folks to go into the neighborhoods. Right. They picked 58 women, turns out, from the hood. Turns out, from the the hood. (laughs) Surprisingly, they're from the hood, Uh meaning these are are black women. For a 17-week program, if my memory serves me correctly, to learn how to code. Mm. Not one had more than a high school degree. Okay. A third only had GEDs. (laughs) At the end of the training, every one of them had a job. Everyone. The average salary is over $50,000 a year. Oh, wow. They learn to code. Learn to code. It's not a secret. Learn to code. It's not a secret. Learn to code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. That is so ridiculous. And so, again, racially insensitive. He's basically saying the people there were too stupid mm-hmm. to do these things. And they f- miraculously went into some hood and found some women who could do things. And uh, they learned the code. Learned the code. Okay. It's not rocket science. I don't right? know how this guy gets away with it all the time, but he does. I think you can't go into a 7-Eleven. In, uh, well, not in Delaware. Right. And not have an Indian accent. Slight. No, serious. A slight. True. True. Slight. Was it just a slight, slight Indian accent? Slight Indian accent. All right. All right. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the Bidemeister. Yes. Joe being Joe. Mm-hmm. He's middle class Joe. Um, Unions did, in fact, build the middle class. Yep. And yeah. that built, and here's what that did. That built the United States of America as we know it. You know, mm-hmm. you notice they always refer to me in the press as middle class Joe. No, I've never heard of that. In Washington, that's not viewed as a compliment. That means you're not sophisticated, okay? Uh, okay, but nobody calls you that, Joe, so... Uh, in Delaware, the largest growth in population mm-hmm. is Indian Americans moving from India. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So fully, I'm not joking. He's not joking. You can't. <laughs> you, you just can't go into one without a slight Indian accent, Okay. <laughs> He's not joking, so don't laugh at that. This That's is one of funny. this is one of my favorite uh, Joe Bidens of all time. And uh, and Neil Smith, an old butt buddy. Are you here, Neil? <laughs> Neil, I miss you, man. 
Of course you miss your butt buddy. Yeah, right? <laughs> obviously. I mean, obviously, you're going to you miss your butt buddy. Yeah. I mean, how do you do without your butt buddy? I don't know. And, well, and didn't he I say something know. about uh, Barack Obama being a storybook? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the hits just keep coming. And he gets away with, uh, with that. He gets away. He gets away with everything. Verbally, physically, with the groping yep. of women. Yep. Me, this guy. I mean, creepy stuff, too, because you, uh, if you were to have a biker chick sit on your lap in a bar today and you're whispering in her ear like he creepily was, I don't think that flies today. Well, maybe with him. Maybe with middle class Joe, it does. Maybe Biker he gets chick's away with it. boyfriend is going to come over and plant one in your head. Uh, the uh-huh. picture detailed that, too. Yeah. Yeah. They were about to. They, they were did looking. not. Look happy. They think they were sizing up the, the Secret Service before yes. they did anything. And that's the only reason I'm sure that nothing happened was uh-huh. because there were men with sunglasses and guns uh-huh. fairly close. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream, mainstream. in America yeah. who is articulate and bright and, mm-hmm. and, and clean and Clean? I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. It's a storybook, man. You don't find clean African-Americans. Right. You just don't find that. <laughs> I, you know what? I bet, I, bet, I bet of all the things Joe Biden misses from being vice president, uh, more than anything, it's mm. swearing-in day of the Congress when he gets to touch mm-hmm. his co-workers, um, spouses, and daughters, mm-hmm. and just sit mm-hmm. there on national TV, and everyone gets to see. I mean, this guy... How Makes is he you, not behind bars, much less thinking about know. running in 2020? Makes you proud to be an American. <laughs> uh, and this uh, will be able to, I, I've got something here that's going to help you show what a proud American you are. Uh, mm. Memorial Day weekend's coming up. Fourth of July is coming up. And if you don't have your American flags ready, I have something for you. It's ColinFlags.com. Collins Flags, family-owned and operated business. Since 2001, all of their American mili- and military flags are made right here in the United States. And they're of the highest quality. Yeah. So they're not, you know, the stuff that you find in your grocery store or a hardware store flag. These are the real deal. And they've got everything. State flags, military flags. they got flag yep. poles. You, you can even buy those if you need them. And, you know, uh, the... Most popular state flag in the United States of America, as you can imagine, it's the Texas flag. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can get that from Collins Flags. You can get that and an American flag. Fly them together. It'd be awesome. All orders are shipped within 24 hours. Shipping is free on orders over $75. And right now, there's a great special for Blaze listeners only. When you use the promo code Blaze, B-L-A-Z-E, you'll receive an extra 15% discount. So promo code Blaze... Get 15% off your order and free shipping on orders over $75. That's collinsflags.com, or you can call them toll-free, 800-950-4061. And we're joined now by Brad Staggs. I want to talk about pleasure. The pleasure you can get from a Q-tip. Oh, I'm addicted. Well, and here's the thing, and, and this little audio moment is brought to you by usewaxrx.com, just so you know, but... It was, you know, Q-tips feel so good. Cotton swabs yeah. feel so good when you put them in your ear. And did you know there's a reason for that? And it's not that you're cleaning your ear. It is that the nerves inside your ear uh-huh. are connected to other organs in your body, mainly the intestinal area. 
so there is this there's this distinct connection and this distinct pleasure that you get from stimulating those nerves in your ears. As a matter of fact, the the Romans and I guess other uh, Europeans would, in fact, uh, the 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 stories about them gorging and then vomiting are true. They would to to vomit. They would stick a feather in their ear and tickle their ear. I kid you not. I know that you're both looking at me like it's crazy. Yeah. They didn't, however, do it in vomitoriums. Vomitoriums are actually the little hallways in a um, yeah. big coliseum that allowed people to come in and out quickly, which is... Maybe hence. we're not fascinated as much as we're just glad you're not talking about roach legs coming out of ears Well, today. you see, I just thought, well, if it's not roach legs, it's vomit. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the two things, uh-huh. but here's the thing. That's why, and even though it feels good to use those cotton swabs in your ear, don't do it. No? Don't. Why not? Do it. Because you're just creating a mess in there. You are creating a nasty old mess of wax and roach legs. A non-supple mess. Right. And those roach body parts, those Mm -hmm. little tentacles and the ears and the body, you're just slamming them farther into your ear. If, in fact, a roach crawled into your ear. I'm not saying that there is one, but I am saying that if, in fact, you have a problem with fullness or itchiness in your inner ear and you had the WaxRx system in your house, you could immediately get relief. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Am I the only one that doesn't think it's pleasurable to stick a Q-tip in your ear? No. <laughs> I don't get you know any what? pleasure I love it. out of oh, it. Hash- I really do. Hashtag you're doing it wrong. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. all right. Oh, it just feels good. You get yeah. in there, and right. just, but you're not doing yourself any good. Like <laughs> so many things in this life that may feel good, they're not good for you. Okay. Mm. That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Says you. I'm going to say that don't, mm-hmm. don't tickle the inside of your ear and vomit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't have roaches in your ear. Get clean ears, and you can do that at usewaxrx.com with promo code radio. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. I do. Uh, welcome. Thanks for being here. 888 uh, And at Pat Unleashed. Plus, mm. like us on Facebook. On the Pat Gray Unleashed page. Now, don't be confused. There's two Pat Gray pages. Both, both I guess, official Pat Gray pages. One was from before. But this is the current one. Mm. So go to Pat Gray. How do you how do you find it when you go to Facebook? You just type in Pat Gray Unleashed in the little search area, and then Pat Gray Unleashed comes up, yeah, and then but, you click I mean, on it. To be right? more direct, it's uh, and then you like it. You like the page. You like it. See, I'm gonna. Okay. Yeah, it's fa- it's uh, Facebook.com/slash Pat Gray Unleashed if you want to get there directly. Mm, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Linda Vester speaking out on uh, Tom Brokaw allegations. He's shaming and blaming the, his victims. And this is interesting because we had some breaking news today about N- NBC. They had this culture <laughs> they were investigating. Yeah. There's a, a culture of harassment well, apparently, at NBC maybe. News. We don't know. They had to investigate. But they did investigate. And what have they found now? That there's there's Th- not a... There is no culture, culture. of of harassment yeah. at, at NBC. So we're done oh, here. Oh, okay. Well, we're done. Yeah. Then never mind. <laughs> NBC investigated NBC, and they found out that nothing's wrong at NBC. Isn't that wonderful? That's great. Here's a, here's a quote uh, from the report, from the official NBC report. It, it does not believe that there is a current widespread or systematic pattern of behavior that violates company policy or a current culture of harassment <laughs> in the news division. Oh, good. We're done. Good night. 
So we're good. No evidence <laughs> of her of a harassment culture at all. No. So that's that's great. Uh, they this was from a months long internal probe. Um, after the f- stunning firing of Matt Lauer, which wasn't so stunning because frankly everybody knew about Matt Lauer. And now, did Matt Lauer actually do anything against anybody's will? I don't know. I uh, there's disagreement on that. Yeah, Matt Lauer. Um. Did some weird stuff. <laughs> well said. <laughs> he had an office where he could lock his door remotely from his desk. And then he would, uh, in one case at least, just started, you know, m- <clears throat> making time with the female employee that was in his office with him. She never said anything. She never said stop. She didn't say don't. She didn't say no. She didn't say any of it. And she admits that. Just had sex with him. Uh, To me, that's consensual, right? You've just had had an office affair. You can't come back years later and say he assaulted you because he didn't. So... (laughs) I don't, I don't know. The, and, and apparently everybody in the building knew about Lauer and his womanizing. His wife knew. That's why they were separated. The Tom Brokaw thing is a little bit different, but he's, uh, um, and there's there's definite disagreement there as to whether or not he assaulted women. 888 Florence in uh, Michigan. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm um, in Michigan, and I just heard about the USDA, United States uh, DA. What is DA? Uh, Department of Agriculture. Fine. They're bad. Right across the United States, they Mm -hmm. are killing kittens. They (laughs) are collecting kittens and killing them, using them with poisons for tests. They're running tests on little baby kittens. What? The, okay, yeah. so the USDA I just, is poisoning I just, kittens? Why? Yes. Good way to end I don't day. know. Yeah, I just heard about it on the television. Okay. And there's one of our politicians, a Mike Bishop of Michigan. Okay. Now, I haven't contacted him yet, uh-huh. so I don't know. He's, All I guess, right. a good guy. He's the one who reported it. Well, th- Thank but you. The USDA yeah. is killing kittens. All right. So, uh, thank so. you, Florence. And sure enough, yeah. CBN News has a story. U.S. Department of Agriculture is breeding kittens, feeding them bad meat, testing what comes out, and euthanizing them. And with that, have a great Wednesday. Uh, wow, is that weird? Kill Kitten Wednesday here on The Blaze. I'll have to look into this a little bit tomorrow for you. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.